This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com, that's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's so, the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the boat. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy still when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at lionelracing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. 
Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Mikey, 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 Mikey. Oh, oh, whoa! Wait, 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 whoa! Wrong show! Wrong show, everybody. That is the wrong show. I am sorry, guys. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Darian Gilliam, aka Black Flags Matter, back for another edition of the NASCAR uh, Weekly Podcast. We are here with our usual panel. So, uh, let's get right into it, guys. So, Martinsville happened. Eric, I'll start off with you. Um, but a, a lot certainly happened over the weekend, but... Could you imagine somebody saying that the cup race would be the worst race all weekend? I, I didn't think I re- I really didn't think that was possible, but uh, last week proved that anything's possible. So, what were your thoughts on that race? Yeah, I mean, the next gen car is is unpredictable to say the least. How how many Mikeys have you said now? 27,570. Just past halfway. Well, we will finish. Right halfway. We will finish tomorrow by the way tomorrow evening in prime time but go ahead i see irvin alvarado's keeping a live score in the chat so that's good <laughs> to know but yeah i mean the cup race cup race was eventful i feel like we're not going to talk too much about the cup race tonight as much as we usually do because xfinity and trucks especially xfinity gave us a lot more to talk about but yeah i mean blame it on whatever you want all the drivers seem to have different theories was it the cold weather probably a little bit was it the new car and the way the arrow works Blaney was saying it was really hard to stay right behind somebody the new tire is wider so it was a little bit more grip made it harder to bump people out of the way also new tire because the cold temperatures wasn't laying any rubber down the groove never widened uh, shifting dale jr acted like on twitter that shifting maybe was playing a role there are a ton of factors that in some way shape or form seem to be affecting the racing but yeah what we saw saturday night was boring it was a complete disappointment from martinsville's perspective so i i want to kind of build on that so i um i watched part of door bumper clear uh and where they and they had junior on talking about it and they said something really interesting that i don't think nascar really any of the teams has talked about that much and is that when they were setting up the uh like the gear ratios and everything like that and the gears the way they are now they were setting it up with the 550 horsepower uh engine package that they originally had planned on so when they scrapped that they still had 550 horsepower engine gear ratios and and like the gear setup but they were doing it with the 670 horsepower which is why they never got up to fifth gear at martinsville and were going between third and fourth the whole time um so when they were talking about it the thing that that caught my ear is that Junior's like, yeah, this isn't getting fixed anytime soon. And they even had said that they're shifting like the way that they did at Martinsville at tracks like Darlington too. So like this is like a mile and a half on down problem that's pro- it, like at the very least is probably going to be there 
like through the duration of this year. Yeah. Well, they didn't shift at Richmond. So I, I, I still yeah. feel like it varies on a track by track level. I'm I, listening to Scott Miller on Sirius XM radio. And great. He's not a driver. He's hasn't driven these cars the way Dale jr. Has, but he sounded like there maybe was something they could play with there come October, but it sounded like their first priority would be to work with Goodyear to develop a different compound. I think Blaney and a couple other drivers, I forget who exactly said it. Maybe Austin Dillon as well. We're saying that they could be more aggressive with the left side tires, especially on this car, create a little more wear. Like I understand coming into this mm-hmm. year, Goodyear wanted to create a very durable tire to, to prevent, you know, catastrophic failures left and right. So many new, elements of this car just wanted to play it safe but now that we've had a you know good race number of races under our belt a first trip to a lot of these tracks come the second trip i think you could manufacture a riskier tire that allows for more fall off and hopefully allows for more passing because that was the thing like people are going to say oh you just hated this race because there were no wrecks there weren't any wrecks no. that is true there were not a yeah, single no in martinsville it was more because there just wasn't any passing like i no. said even the bump and run seemed glitched like you couldn't even well, bump guys out of the way we watched it um I recorded like the last couple laps. I was actually down uh, right next to the fence in, in one. And you can clearly see, and Eric, you pointed this out to me, Joey Logano nails William Byron in the back bumper. On the last lap. And doesn't move him at all. Like maybe it, it a, moved him about six half, inches maybe a, up. Yeah, like a third of a groove up at most. I know and, what it was. It was NASCAR heat for physics. Yeah, you can barely <laughs> move up and stuff. The, the, but like, I think that it was a perfect, like just setting. For, for awfulness. Like we always, we already know, and Grant, the 550 kind of turned this on its head, but generally we know that the the track gets grippier when it's colder. The racing generally doesn't, isn't as, as good when it's colder. The gear ratio part made it, one thing that Dale Jr. said that, that I think really can be shown and played out was that um, because of how the gears the gear ratios and everything was is that when the car on the high side had a car underneath it, that car had just that little bit more momentum to get up through the gears quicker, which made it even harder to pass on top of the arrow issues that Blaney talked about. So it was like a perfect storm of awfulness. Like I'll be real. Like that was probably the worst race. I, I, I easily the worst race of this season, in yeah. my opinion, but I would say that was the worst race that I've watched and maybe it's because I was in person. I was disappointed, but that was the worst race I think I've watched since 2014 Richmond. Wow. Like that was an awful, but awful layout. You, you pointed out to me on the, on the drive home from, from the track this weekend, Jared, 2019 Pocono, the first with the mm-hmm. 550 package oh, before they man. added PJ one. That's what this race looked like. There was almost yeah. no passing one lap after a restart. And it was all single groove racing. Just, it was more disappointing to see it happen at Martinsville because we expect so much more from Martinsville. And it's just yeah. crazy because, you know, you, you, you would think that, you know, the way that this next gen car is like, you know, change the racing at, you know, some of these places, just, you know, you think that, Oh yeah. Martinsville, definitely a shoo-in to be one of the best races of the year on Saturday night, primetime TV and stuff like, and just everything about it was just, it was just a bad combo the entire weekend. But I mean, outside of that though, I mean, you know, going back to the, um, to the competition aspect, Hendrick Motorsports, of course, just continues to own Martinsville, you know, no matter what package and stuff. And then, uh, wasn't, uh, Chad Canals, he was in the booth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, I see. I, he was loving that, man. I bet he was loving that. Chase Elliott <laughs> yeah. was dominating, you know, the uh, the first portion of the race, and then William Byron ended up uh, closing the deal to become the first multiple winner of uh, 2022. Because what I guess since fall 2020, we've seen every driver but Larson win there so far from Hendrick. Yeah, 
Larson's 0 for 3. But yeah, yeah. yeah and it was surprising that he wasn't super competitive. And neither Bowman was okay. They both ran around 10th. But it was Larson and Elliott who I think led all the laps, minus oh, yeah. like one or two during yeah. the time pit stops. Yeah. Like, I, didn't, I didn't get to pay attention to race as much as I wanted to. But obviously, you know, because I, I was busy working, me and my wife worked this weekend. But I would pay attention to, you know, here and there. And obviously, going to watch the 48. So he did. He just kind of stayed about 19, 20, if I think about it, all day long. Well, it was that, weird. Like guys like Hamlin, I know he's not Kendrick, yeah. but like the fact that Hamlin was so off, most of Gibbs was off. True. Well, I know, I know he had right. a penalty. Yeah. I think he had a penalty, and, but he was off already. Yeah, he was it's like 12 weird. when he got penalized, I think. It's weird because you would have thought that honestly, this would have been similar to what we saw at Richmond. Yeah. It's just to go from, they looked back, like looked as elite as ever at Richmond to they looked about as off as ever at, yeah. at Martinsville. Like, Whoa. Well, I, I noticed too when Chase Elliott and Granite, I saw a bit on Twitter after the fact that his car had started to fall off a bit, but it would still easily a top five car even falling off. But he restarted because they, I, I believe that they came down pit road and took tires later in the race after yeah. like one of the cautions. And he, he came off, I think like 12th, maybe 11th. And it took him 40 or 50 laps to get past. I, I can't, for the life of me, I remember who it was. It was 10th. I think it was Reddick. I uh, could not get past him for 10th for that long. And I believe that's where he finished. Like mm-hmm. it was just With almost, fresh tires. Yeah. Like uh, what I love about Martinsville generally is that it, it is hard to pass. That is part of the fun with it. Same with the fun with like old Bristol. It's hard as hell to pass. You got to move people out of the way or you got to time the runs to get past people well. But this is like when you take that next step over. And it's just like, it's just that it's too hard to pass. Yeah. I, I'd be, I'd be very interested to see when you take out the green flag pit stops um, and different stuff like that, how many green flag passes there were in this race compared to the two from last year. That That's what I'd be really interested in. Probably one of the, the you know, the least passing races in Martinsville's history. I mean, and that's a long, long history too. So, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, a lot of NASCAR fans, you know, they love Martinsville and stuff. So, yeah, when that race didn't hit at all, it was uh, certainly disappointing. But, I mean, as far as the um, the field, though, I mean, William Byron, the first guy to win, you know, multiple races uh, this season. Eric, let's start off with you. You, you picked him to win, actually, too. So, have your um, opinions on Byron changed? Is he turning into, slowly but surely, a championship contender in your eyes? I, I don't – I feel like my opinion hasn't really changed. Like, we've – when he first got into the cup series, he was so young, didn't have high expectations, but every year he seems to be getting a little bit better. He finally broke through and won a race in 2020 last year. He won a race at a non-super speedway and made it past first round of the playoffs. And we're like, okay, he's kind of every year taking those small steps forward at some point. Now he's in his mid twenties. At some point you feel like he's going to rattle off multiple wins and, maybe break into a championship four. And I think early on this year, sure, it's easy to say because he's the only driver with more than one win at this point, but it sure looks like he and Rudy Fugel, that combination who won a truck championship together, or almost, almost. Yeah, that's right. They blew, yeah. they blew a motor with like hmm. the last they second last race. weren't even in the championship four. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, the combination that should have won a truck championship together, they're finally really breaking into their uh, – they're breaking into the cup series together in a great way this year with multiple wins and um, at two very different racetracks for sure. So I, I think Byron, this could be his year. This could be his big breakout season. I'm going to wait until he wins at least one more race, but right now I don't see any reason why he won't. Hendrick looks really fast and Byron's one of the guys leading the way. So I, I think he's got a great shot. 
Hmm. I, I think at this point, it, we're still way too early. I mean, we, we've seen guys have seasons like this before where they win two races, look pretty hot at the start, and they fall off yeah, exactly. later in the year. Like, I, like I, I think about Jimmy Johnson, 2017, post-seven championship. He won three races to start that season. Like, oh, he's just as good as ever. No, he fell off. He was, he was I, never the same after that. Never again. I, th- I think really at this point, like, yes, you know, with two wins, that is going to put him pretty well. I, I can't remember. I have like a list somewhere of like playoff points. He has a good amount of those minus even where he would be in points. But I think what it helps out with is, you know, by technicality, he is the technically first driver to lock into the playoffs um, <laughs> because of getting two wins. But I think at this point is that Hendrick has three teams with wins so far. And I'm going to assume right now that Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, and William Byron are good enough to stay in the top 30. So really what it affords them to do is one, I, I believe Chase Elliott will get a win, but two, you know, work, work towards that. But two, I, it helps them that they're able to, to test stuff moving forward in the season. Like, I think that that's something that like Jimmy Johnson always would do well with Chad Canales is they'd put, they'd get a really big gap when it was like the chase just off points and then just spend the last 10 weeks of the regular season testing stuff. Mm-hmm. I, and and now you basically given Hendrick motorsports 20 weeks to test stuff uh, until, until then. I mean, look how it worked for Kyle Larson last year. Like, yeah, he was, he was not as good early in the season as he was from the midpoint onwards. Yeah. You're not wrong there, Jared. I mean, you think about Richmond, if it, if it wasn't for just a little being off on the, uh, pit strategy there. Byron was likely going to have three wins at this point. If it wasn't for Chastain sending it into Almendinger, Bowman was likely going to have two. So really any of the Hendrick guys at this point could be considered a favorite theoretically. Right. So, I mean, like, so now that we've, you know, we're a couple of, 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 of weeks removed from Toyota's first win of the season. Now that, you know, um, now that, uh, that, um, you know, we've seen them struggle, at Mar- at um at Martinsville this year and stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Was uh Eric was that one win uh basically a fluke or I mean still too early in the season? No, nah, it's it's too early to say it was a fluke because Gibbs has been fast this year. It's clear they're not as fast as Hendrick still. I I think with the next gen car, it's been a big reset in a lot of ways. We've seen RCR, Trackhouse, the other teams show more speed than usual. But uh, it is surprising, or it hasn't been. A, a great equalizer in the sense that Hendrick is still clearly out in front. Yeah. I think Joe Gibbs racing will be around by the end of the season, but you know, you do have to take a step back and look at, you know, even last year, uh, Truex, I know won what four races, uh, Hamlin won two. They both made the championship four. Kyle Busch won two, I believe. And, and Bell got one. Like they're still not, it's been a couple of years now since a Gibbs driver has rattled off six, seven, eight wins. Whereas Hendrick last year had, you know, Larson win 10 Bowman win four the year before chase won like five, six, whatever it was. I think it was five. Yeah, like Joe Gibbs is, they're not the best team in NASCAR anymore. They haven't been for at least two or three years. So I still think they're great. I think they have really good veteran drivers, but this car does not favor good veteran drivers. It, <laughs> it favors really everyone equally, regardless of experience. Sometimes it favors the aggressor and Truex, not super aggressive. Hamlin, I know he punts people out of the way sometimes, but I don't think he's naturally an aggressive driver. Bell's not naturally aggressive driver. So I, I, I don't know. I think they're all going to win races at some point this year, but they're just, all we know right now is for sure Chevy is ahead, namely Hendrick. I think you could you could say Penske or Gibbs are in second place, third place. I think Penske's in second place. To be honest with you, I don't know. I think I think Trackhouse. Well, or, I, track it's not Trackhouse completely, but I'd say yeah. I'd say Trackhouse with Chastain is right up there. Yeah, um, it's up there too. I'm. I would say I am. I am still, even though he has the win, Denny Hamlin right now. Just that 
That was uncharacteristically awful at what could be argued his best track. I know that, yeah, it was hard to pass, but Truex, you know, and we've talked about that, but Truex at the same time started, I believe, behind Denny Hamlin, and he wasn't lapped in the first stage. And yes, he ran mediocre, but he was still around that like 11th to 14th range uh, f- until he got his penalty. Whereas like Denny Hamlin was below the top 25 for much of the night. Like, and after he went a lap down, he was racing yeah. like Eric Jones and Suarez or somebody for the lead for the lucky dog. And he couldn't even beat them. <laughs> oh, yeah. McDowell. Yeah. He, he McDowell, tried to move McDowell and, McDowell and it, he couldn't get past him. And McDowell is not as good as he yeah. was last year no way. Uh, by any means. So Didn't it's like Suarez try to move yeah, the, uh, Chase Elliott to get like, to just to a get lap a lap down. back, he was yeah, two yeah. laps down though, so like, he still would have been. Do what you got to do. And didn't work. Bumper run was broke. <laughs> I, I feel like I didn't hear as much about him, but hey, Ross Chastain quietly got another top five. Actually, yeah. he, it's funny. He started in like thirtieth or twenty seventh or something, and he he just slowly. Slowly, slow, because it was that hard to pass. Slowly, slowly, he never went backwards at any point. He was always going forward. He was so far back, yeah. Because it was so hard to pass, and because it was a shorter race distance-wise, he only ended up at fifth. I think if that race goes another hundred then, laps, he probably finishes third. You know, yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking at names that are kind of surprising me, and I feel like Kevin Harvick was faster most of the weekend, but he didn't. He still got 14th. Bubba was, was great in qualifying. That yeah. was the big takeaway. Bubba was really fast in practice, but he kind of wasn't there in the race. He finished mm-hmm. 16th. And I, I I didn't really get a chance to really actually really see where he finished. I just knew last time I really remembered he was around like 19th, 20th. Bowman just outside of top 10 and 12. I was actually surprised to say that. I didn't yeah. think he was doing too good. Yeah, Stuart Haas, before the race even started, was obviously the biggest surprise to me. I mean, you had Eric Amarola, P2, and then Cole Custer, of all drivers, in P3. But then they basically both just kind of disappeared during the race and stuff. You know, it was all Hendrick. Um, Petsky was up there, too. I do feel, though, Ryan Blaney is very, very close to getting his first win very, very soon because there's this one dude on Twitter. His name is, um, um, I don't know his last name. His uh, first name is uh, Avery, though. Some of y'all know him. And he, uh, he uh, put out this little stat thing, too. And it said that Ryan Blaney's, like, his average running spot around that is, like, around, like, um, somewhere in the uh, top five to top ten range, it was basically the highest out of everybody. So, is, does he still have the most well, laps led on the season? Because he did have to Richmond. Think I think he was. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's there. He did take a crashed car to seventh place last year at Bristol. So who knows what he can do if he doesn't have a crash car? Yeah, you never know. But yeah, I, summon I, the power of his father. But I guess like that answers like the question I was about to ask you guys. I feel like Ryan Blaney will Google um get a win sooner rather than later. He's, than later. But he reminds me of Denny Hamlin last year. Yeah, like, like I'll be real. That he no, but no one is like uh, taking themselves and just put themselves way out in front of everyone else by any means. Mm-hmm. But he's one. He I think he's one of like the four guys who has more than has finished in the top 10, more than half the races this year with five, which I know I keep going back to that, but so far, like when you get to about eight, nine, 10 races into a year, usually there's like seven to 12 people who have, have had more top tens than races. So it's, it shouldn't be understated right now, how much of a crapshoot it is to pick each week. Like, yes, you have your guys who are generally going to be fast, but when it comes to, to guys who are up front a lot, I mean, I believe, uh, Danny, if you still have it up, Chase Briscoe, I know I remember being up front a he, lot. He, he finished ninth. Yeah, he got a top 10. Austin Sindrick was around that top 10 range the whole Austin, night. Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon got third. Yes. I yeah. mean, it's like there, it's, 
It's not exactly the equalizer at the top one or two, but when it comes to like the field fourth through like 20 at the ad, it's we're still seeing parity across the field. And you, I mean, just, just say this, like it's William Byron's first ever multi-win season cup. So yeah, be more company. Eight races in. Yep. Only eight races in still have a long way to go. Now, as far as the ratings are concerned, and that was a, uh, it was very interesting. In total, a 1.1 rating uh, uh, with a total of 1.8 million uh, viewers. Um, it was down 18% from a delayed Sunday race last year, but only up 9.5% from the Wednesday night edition in 2020. Jared, I'll start off with you. Uh, I mean, what do you make of this? I mean, just a bad combination, you know, all around that, you know, led to this low number? Partly yes. I mean, part. I mean, it's 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 bad no matter which way you spin it. But a one hour delay will affect the viewership, but usually shouldn't be like that far off. I, I, I mean, it's the proof is right there in the down eighteen percent from a, a race that was delayed to a Sunday last year. Um, I I think that they should have bit the bullet on the scheduling in general. I know they didn't want to go against golf, but. It's just proof right now. Saturday night races, no matter if they're delayed or not, do not bring in ratings. At like all. viewers, just they don't they don't watch compared to a normal Sunday one. That's why I believe the next Saturday night race is like. Might, do they have? Is it Daytona? Is it Daytona? It might be. Maybe. I think that Daytona might be the only is the one next. I have. Um, I'm probably wrong. Someone in the chat will let us know. Well, because yeah. they have Sunday night at Bristol, Sunday night at, at uh, the 600. The All Star race is a Sunday, I believe. Yep. Um, and a, a Nashville is a Sunday night. Richmond, Kansas are both Sunday races They're, later this so, year. So it might I be Daytona. Believe, yeah, it I believe Daytona. Daytona. And then what? Bristol. What's happened to night racing in NASCAR, guys? Nobody They're watches. Off, well, yeah. one, the racing's bad, and two, yeah. the viewership is awful. Like yeah. racing. It, I I, I do. Have happened sooner. I do wish that that Nashville Super Speedway race was a proper night race. They got the lights to do it. Yeah, it's just again, unless you're going to be able to do it on a Sunday night on NBC, it's it would just be a ratings hit, you yeah. know, in a bad way, not a good way. Yeah, I don't know. Just Saturday night racing just doesn't bring in the ratings like it used to. You know, it it sucks. But I mean, hey, I, the proofs. To be fair, it was also the first race on on cable this year. So yeah, it was on FS1 as well. As well. So, yeah. so changing the channel one week to the next for the first time all year and having it be at Saturday night, like perfect storm. But and then the race wasn't but, really interesting. Either. Like I, I noticed this, and I don't think I mentioned it. I don't remember if I mentioned it last week, but I noticed before uh, during the um, Richmond race. They kept sh- they showed more ads. It felt like for the Bristol Dirt Race than they did for Martinsville this weekend. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed the same thing. They're, like, they're marketing it as an Bristol Easter Dirt day, Baby. Yeah. Bristol it's on Dirt, Easter Bristol. Sunday. It's like it's like, almost felt like this Martinsville race was a throwaway race, which is kind of a shame because well, it's it, in hindsight, in hindsight, it was probably for the best that people didn't see that that mess. But you know, typically a night race at Martinsville should be getting mm-hmm. press. So a little surprised yeah, yeah. they didn't for sure. But one thing that isn't down, of course, is the famous pole, the famous iceberg pole. I got it right. Did you say, did you say pole? 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 Famous iceberg pole? What? (laughs) Yeah, but uh, go over the uh, the poll. What were the ratings this week? So we had around 14,500 votes this week on the poll, which for a Saturday night race is pretty good. Um, 7% of you said it was great. And 17% of you said it was a good race, Uh, meaning the net positivity was only 
24%, which is the second lowest ever to the first Pocono and, race of 2019. Wow. And, and, and fun fact, it's actually more positive than Jeff Gluck's poll. Yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, because 41% of you said it was an average race, which I'm still disagreeing with you yeah, on. Yeah, I disagree with that. 22% of you said it was below average, That's which means that the below average vote is about the same as the net positive. <laughs> 13% of you said it was bad. So we have a net negativity of 35%, which again, I believe is the yeah. second highest net negative or net negativity. I should say second highest net negativity since the Pocono uh, race, which I believe was like only the fifth or sixth race we ever did on the poll. Wow. So, and for it's for Martinsville a, too. So it's doubly mm-hmm. crazy. That's crazy. Oh, it is. It is the lowest short track by a wide ever. margin. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I, I, I was actually, you know, because our audience is generally more positive, as Danny showed like and, and said. But I was actually genuinely surprised because early on in the, in it, there was like it was like a net positivity of 50 percent. I'm like, how did half of the people that watch this race say it was good? But then like, over time, they were like, oh, wait, no, no. Gotta, dude, it just continuously went yeah, down do throughout duty, the week. Got to do our duty to bring it down, bring the poll down. <laughs> but looking at some of the comments here, we won't go through too many of them, um, but there's some pretty good ones. CBA. 2442 had the top rated one said Martinsville set such a high standard that when races like this happen, a mediocre race is more noticeable and disappointing. I, I will agree that, you know, like we've been saying a, a good track like this, having bad races here. I'll say this really quick. It says a lot that the F one way race at Australia was way more entertaining because that track, like it's, it's extremely hard to pass, you know, unless you, you know, um, you, uh, you strategy and all that stuff. So for it, that to be race fair, to be more entertaining than Martinsville, that's crazy. Perez won that race, right? Uh, no, no, no. Leclerc won. Oh, Leclerc did. No, yeah. Leclerc did my bad. Didn't he lead every lap? Yes. Basically. Yes. I, I mean, it's basically like Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like but pretty at least, similar. <laughs> but at least Perez got P2, and then um, yeah. George Russell got P3. So it's like it's a, um, a very unique podium, at least. But Martinsville, yeah, it's meh. Uh, Napa Racing Fan 927 said this one, uh, and this is pretty much to you, Eric. Says, looks like Eric Eastep was right for picking William Byron for mm-hmm. trucks and cup. Yeah. Uh, I Will believe he this be, is, baby? <laughs> I believe this is William Byron's breakout season. And Stay tuned, it chat. might be... And he might be an early championship four favorite. I was kind of hoping for Austin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was. I was kind of hoping for Austin Dillon and the three car to win uh, in the end. But I'm glad Byron won. Um, I wonder. I wonder how far we have to go down to have like the really spicy ones because I feel Ooh. like it's not as far zesty. Um, zesty. Uh, John says zero on track passes for the lead. Only two leaders for the whole race minus six laps in a pit cycle, a massive (laughs) snooze fest, especially for Martinsville, which usually is one of the best tracks on the schedule. Um, Oh, uh, ML William 213 says, did Clint Boyer know that he was live when he was talking about fixing short track racing? Oh, no. I agree with him. Yeah, no, says, the, I agree get, with him and Chad, but this, but was surprised to hear them having such a conversation yeah. during a broadcast. I, they, they, I heard that over the broadcast. I was at the race, but I was in the media center during this point, and I heard that part. And I like my ears perked. I'm like, are they like on commercial? Are they, <laughs> is this like a hot mic? What's going on? <laughs> They're like, no. Nope, they kept talking, we're live, I'm like, bro. We're it live. was that was unironically the best thirty seconds minute long of of any NASCAR broadcast this season because for a moment they 
were honest and yeah. actually reacting strongly to something that they had seen that was going on on the track. Like that was the most genuine feels like Boyer's reading off a script half the time. He's got his book of Boyerisms and he's just yeah. going down the line every lap. But that was a moment where he, in that moment reacted purely and spont- spontane- spont- spontaneously, spontaneously mm-hmm. to what Chad was saying. And it was great. Like it was really interesting. Like we all thought this can't be real, right? That doesn't sound scripted at all. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting to hear them kind of speculating, not even necessarily speculating, but like, uh, you know, just kind of discussing what the issues but were. Then like I, bet you, I bet you in like, in like one of their headsets, a freaking uh, Fox producer. Go to commercial. Like, go to commercial. Shut, <laughs> up, shut up. Shut up. Stop being honest. It was weird. We can't have the fans actually like us. Yeah. Um, well, here's two comments that kind of push back against what a majority of fans are saying. Uh, first one's from Doc underscore lightning says, I think the fans are overacting overreacting a bit. It's the first race at Martinsville with a new car. We should have expected an average race at tracks because of the change. Hopefully NASCAR learns from this and makes changes from it. More horsepower on the short tracks, please. Yeah, but that wasn't, um, I, I don't consider that to be an average race, though. That's yeah, no I, no, I thought it was bad. I, no, I agree with them that hopefully NASCAR makes changes. But yeah, yeah, the problem is that it was not just a, it was a bad race. Like, if it were, like, you know, like, you know, an average race, I mean, that would be, you know, the Richmond race, that was... A that was an average, average race. race. Yeah, know? that's an average race. Tragedy made it good. Yeah, and nobody and we weren't freaking out about no. it. You know, but, <laughs> but no, people are freaking well, out over this. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then let's see. I can scroll down to the bottom one really quick. I already have the right. first comment written down just because <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't want to scroll twice write them to down find now. comments. Yeah, just write them down. Well, they're usually pretty short because people want to get them out there quicker. Uh, like, that's like, the fun. They just say like hi or like one little letter. First. No, no. It's usually like, first. well, it's usually like two or three different people going back and forth all ratio, the time. Ratio. <laughs> but but the last the last comment was from Kai JPG Soares, who said an effing waste of time. 100% the F1 race will be better than this. Hey, well, I, I liked it better. And shout out to Alex uh, Albone, too. He made there um, was, one set of tires last, too. There's so many people, just the same ones. It always starts with it was effing terrible, effing wor- <laughs> worst race of the year, effing worst race of the season. It could have wasted even more his time, though, if it was still 500 laps as it happened. Oh, hey, thank goodness yeah. this one was 400. Thank goodness. And then the the first comment was from Denny Delivers. Is this positive or negative? Negative. God, how is he so quick? I, 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 it's just a meme. It's neutral. <laughs> negative. It's neutral. All right. Denny Delivers says, truck race. Beef. Expedia race. Beef. Cup race. Sleep. <laughs> uh, he always puts the funny one. I think that's pretty neutral. Yeah, that's pretty neutral. Yeah, yeah that's neutral. <laughs> it made me laugh. So that's good. That's good. good. Anyone tell us who was after him? Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't get that far. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the poll on the NASCAR uh, weekly podcast. So um, make sure to go on and vote after every single race on the Icebergs channel. Okay, so now moving on to the real news, to the real events that happened over the weekend. We had a freaking brawl during the Xfinity Series race, and and it wasn't, you know, one of those NASCAR fights where it was like, oh, you did this, you did that, you know, point the fingers and stuff like that. No, there, uh, uh, excuse me, there was actually a freaking punch thrown in this one, too. Sam Mayer had a black eye. Yeah, three punches, Ty Gibbs versus Sam Mayer. Eric, I'll start off with you. 
I know in the past, you know, we have talked about these two drivers, you know, going up against each We've other. We've had them both on the show. Yeah, both I think on the a couple show. of times. They're around the same age. They have a ton of talent. And we have been saying for quite some time, like, hey, watch out for this, you know, Ty Gibbs versus Sam Mayer rivalry. But I didn't think it would be like this. I was just talking about the contract <laughs> action. I was thinking more like a Jeff Gordon, Dale yeah, Earnhardt type rivalry. But, hey, there seems to be more. I mean, like, hey, Eric, you said your opinions, but you haven't said it. Um, you have, um, you have yet to say it on the show. Um, but hey, what do you think of the whole deal? Yeah, I just like I like Ty Gibbs. I think we all have a soft spot for Ty Gibbs. He's young. He's really talented. But what he did. Friday night. That's just no, there's just no excusing it. Just the the overall lack of awareness. Like I'd had him on my show a few days earlier, and on my show he acknowledged that you know I get haters, and the haters don't know what they're talking about. But like I don't let it bother me anymore. I'm like, Did okay, you so upload he, he, that the day of the, the race, or was it? It was, day, it was like a day before okay. or two days before, but it was very soon to it. I know he, that. He's saying all this, and I'm like, okay, well, at least it's good to know that he knows that people think he drives over aggressive. That he knows that there's a stigma around him, but he's that spoiled rich kid. At least he's aware of that. So hopefully he can do things on and off the track that push back against that stereotype. Okay, he's aware of it. He's self-aware. What the heck was Friday? That was there was the, that was the that was the most hypocritical incident I have seen in professional sports maybe ever. Uh, to go from oh, bumping. Yeah. Not just bumping your teammate, you know, bumping right at Richmond the week before, but then driving through him in turn three and four, not giving him a chance to race to the line, from doing that to your teammate and acknowledging that you wronged him by saying he owes me one. So Ty Gibbs acknowledged I was over-aggressive. To acknowledge that one week and then to get bumped, not wrecked, just bumped, not even for the win. For, for second. Yeah, it was for the dash for cash. But he get bumped for second. And he completely lost his mind running into mayor on the cool down lap. That's one that, thing. That, that I, I, didn't, wasn't, I don't like that because I, the race I don't over like it. Yeah. I don't like it, but it's like, okay, if it ends there, uh, I don't like that. He tore, he really only tore up his own car. So I'm like, yeah, at that point or whatever, ransom to on pit road gets fined for that. We can talk about later. <laughs> gets out of his car. He confronts mayor with his helmet on yeah. mayor's in the process of taking his helmet off. He gives mayor a little shove as mayor's taking his helmet yeah, off. I'm like, mayor goes back over and, and you know, I, I don't, mayor didn't have to escalate it, but if I was in that position, I just got shoved. shoved. I, I, I'd pro- I would probably not think straight either. And I'd probably go after him as well. He goes after Ty Gibbs helmet off. Gibbs still doesn't take his helmet off and starts throwing punches. Like there's nothing. Ty Gibbs did nothing. Correct. He did. In fact, he actively did everything wrong over that like three minute span and there's no excusing it i, I like I, I i hope he learns because he's going to be booed loudly for the rest of his career and i hope he's ready for it i hope he's ready for that and i don't think he is. The thing is i don't think he is i think it's going to bother him and i think when he gets to cup one day and starts losing i think it's going to get to him i worry he's he's mentally not ready to handle the stresses of racing in the cup we'll, series we'll see we'll see you know talking about booing him like i i, I don't know why this was the tweet that took off but i tweeted that like Ty Gibbs is getting booed at Kyle Busch levels right now. And it was, it really was. I've been at Kyle Busch wins before and that was louder. And, and there was, was only probably 20,000 people there. Was this also during pre-race as well? He was getting pre-race. There was a, he was bit, getting a little bit, but it booed. wasn't that yeah. bad, but no, yeah. after the race, it was like noticeable. Like in my section, it was damn near deafening. Wow. Like, and you know, usually I like to cheer for the people, people boo for just because it's like to troll them. Yeah. I was like, Nope. Not today. Yeah. Not doing yeah. that one. No, I like, can't even these people joke are drunk. about that one. Yeah, these yeah. people are drunk. The, it is late. I am not testing those waters. Probably. Let's see. 
a lot. I feel like a lot of fans might not be as familiar with who Sam Mayer is yet, but they at least know who Ty Gibbs is. They know where he comes from, and they know Sam Mayer dressed for Dale Earnhardt Jr. So that doesn't help him none at all. No, exactly. Yeah. And and the thing, the thing that I found funny, the only thing I found funny um, about Sam's comments is they were weak punches. Oh, was, as my eye is swollen. I was just about to say, no, no, the, that was the funniest part. <laughs> the, the way he said it in his post race interviews, oh, like, they were all oh, t- no. weak. He looks like he looks like Rocky at the end of the fight, and he's like, no, no, they're, no, they're absolutely like, fine. They were weak. Who threw that but piece no, of paper at me? But the way he <laughs> said it, though, the way he just said, oh, they were weak. I was just like, <laughs> like <laughs> I like Sam, but it's like, come on, dude, don't don't lie. Like, I, I I'm on Sam's side here because. The whole thing with me about keeping your helmet on is really the way you think about it with what's basically exposed because of people getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Like the only way that he's defending himself is punching Ty Gibbs in the face. Yes. And I have a feeling that a lot of fans would agree right now that Ty Gibbs probably after that race had a very punchable face. And yeah. that's why he kept his helmet on. Like at least Sam like took his helmet off mm-hmm. like a man, went over there. And, and it was Ty Gibbs initiating pretty much all of it. Like he did the initial push. Sam went back over because, hey, like, if you're going to push him, like, yeah. dude, come on, yeah. man. Like, you, also, you expect him to come also back. Also, what happened And was he pushed Sam, him again. Yeah, but Sam also, like, touched his visor, too. I guess he was trying to make eye contact, I guess. Or I think he was trying to tell him to take the helmet to. off. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to. I'm sorry. If, if like, somebody is running him. into me I after the hear checkered him. flag, <laughs> hitting me <laughs> on the pit road. He sounds like he'll probably sound like the grandma from Charlie Brown. The Swedish chef. Heard her burger but like <laughs> i'm just i i don't blame sam at all the only thing he did wrong is saying that the, that the punches were weak at, like when he's but when he has basically an apple growing where his eye was like <laughs> i mean there's really nothing other than that that i can say sam did wrong he it's short track racing he bumped into a guy on the last lap Who bumps into people for a hundred thousand dollars too That's well yeah I, I had no problem with mayor's move at the end there especially after gibbs lost the lead straight up to brandon jones That's what I think so mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll yeah. be real. I was expecting him to and, like and, curb him into the wall. And I almost <laughs> forgot this too. Ty Gibbs, this is the second race at Martinsville where he's leading a bunch of laps but doesn't win the race. And then this is even worse and because then, gets how, passed on the last lap, doesn't even well, finish second, ends up still getting a top 10, but still that car's and how many of, races is this? Go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say, of the people who were eligible for the dash for cash. Ty Gibbs went from going to win the race and going to win the hundred thousand dollars to being the worst of the guys eligible for Dash for yeah. Cash. AJ all there ended up winning it. He I stole wanna, I those kids' this. Halloween candy in the final <laughs> corner. <laughs> is, is Brandon Jones gonna like every other race this guy wins is gonna be a big fight on pit there's, road? There's oh. all there's always yeah. something that happens in a Dude, Brandon Jones. I didn't realize that. I was I was at his Kansas win when yeah. I believe it was Cole Custer versus Tyler Reddick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I'm, and, I'm just and realizing every his, time he wins, I'm gonna be as, there and they're going to be fighting as darlington win was problems with chastain and hamlin yeah he won in right. uh phoenix in 2020 i believe it was now i oh. think that was the same weekend that uh mcdowell and suarez fought it was i think <laughs> i may be wrong about it, that no it was, we, it we'd was. have to double check i think yeah, well, maybe that was 2019 oh no 2019 2019 my bad, my bad. okay yeah, I, I wasn't sorry. sure i, was, I couldn't remember it was the same yeah. year i wanted I it to it be was. i was close yeah. but no he beat kyle bush in that one so he beat his he teammate yeah. that was that was probably his most impressive one like this win was yeah. impressive beating gibbs on that final restart but yeah 
Yeah. And I mean, I hate to brush over it. Like even freaking Joe Gibbs looked like he was only half paying attention to Brandon Jones at the end of which I can't blame him. His grandson hey, just yeah. made a fool of himself on national yeah. TV. But can, like, can, can we take a second to acknowledge though, the fact that Brandon Jones has five wins and he's honestly a driver. I didn't expect to get five wins. I thought he had and less than that. Honestly. He's been in the series for like five years. I mean, he's doing way like, I'm sorry. For the longest time, people would compare him to like really bad drivers, like Stephen Wallace. Like he's uh, he's, he's no Stephen Wallace. Like, yeah. but he's no I, Kyle Busch either. But I, I don't he's Justin Allgaier. Yeah, I, I don't know how long he's going to stay in Xfinity Series forever. He might make it. He might stay there forever for all I know. But at this point, what the, what the Menard sponsorship? He makes me think of Matt Crafton of the Xfinity Series now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really goodness. is. Like I I compare him kind of to like a young Justin Allgaier who really didn't win that much early on in his career. But once he got into the right situation, everything lined up correctly. Like he got a few wins every, he gets a few wins every year, you know, I guess, but like, I guess one of the few positives to take away from the fight and stuff is that, you know, it went viral, especially on Twitter, you know, Bleacher was tweeting about it. Pat McAfee was tweeting about it. Like Eric, I'll start, um, I'll uh, start with you again. Um, Do you think this type of publicity helps or hurts the sport? I think it helps. You can't have this every week. If this was happening every week, it would become tiresome. It would, it would become It'd be boring. silly. Yeah. But if, if you get a couple of these a year, and at least the Xfinity series has been delivering on this a couple of times a year for the last few years, um, I think it's good. I think it's good when you get them from time to time. And I think it is good you've established Ty Gibbs as the villain. He is the villain the rest of this year. He might have already been the villain to some, but now he is it's official. unquestionably the villain to the majority. Hey, of the he should just run with it. Just run with it, bro. See, he could. That's my argument. Is I wanted to ask you guys, where does Ty Gibbs go from here? Because obviously he's talented. He's going to race in the Cup Series someday. Uh, but do you feel like at any point he's going to be – do you think it's possible for him to redeem himself in the eyes of any significant number of fans? Or do you think he's forever going to be booed like Kyle Busch? If, if I was him, honestly, just because of the relationship there and Joe Gibbs Racing, I would honestly have a sit down of Kyle Bush and just ask him how he how he handles it. Yeah, just get the talk from from KFB. I mean, he grew get up watching talk. it too. Yeah, well, get the talk. I'll be real. Well, son, well, here's son. the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Well, I'll be I'll be real here. You know, we're talking about the negative that could happen, but I, I think for the po- if it there is a positive for Gibbs, um, the field should be worried because if the dude has a chip on his shoulder, like he needs to prove that he's better than people are saying. And and that's the. Oh, it's a black screen. Oh, oh, oh goodness. Who started lightning round too early? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're back. I have the keys right, to Darian's kingdom now. So, yes. uh, but we're still on Darian's channel. Thank you yes, all for sorry, bearing guys. with us. Yeah, there is a freaking thunderstorm out here, and it just and then everything just turned off and then back on for a second, but. Yeah, just let us know in the chat if you guys can see us and hear us okay. Yeah, sorry for that. So where were we? We're good. Where were we? Ty Ty Gibbs, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. (laughs) That's about it. Uh, But I I, I know this is Darian's show. I'll let Darian keep posting. But, like, what do you guys think of Dale Earnhardt Jr. racing? Because that's something I want to know. All three are Dale Jr. fans. That was awesome. He ran okay. I was was happy. I was was happy, man. I'm just going to say this right now. Um with junior back, it gives me, like I said, that one night a year where I can just be that complete a-hole junior fan who's completely biased, who thinks his driver is better than anyone else on earth, and I don't care. It's fun. <laughs> I don't get that much anymore, and I forgot. I, I told you this in the hotel room, Eric. I forgot how much I missed it. Like I forgot just how much I missed watching a race and just watching one guy every week. Um, 
so I, I had a blast with that personally. Um, uh, when it comes to how he did, I, he did how I thought he would. He was around the bottom half of the top 10, upper teens, you know, wasn't on fire by any means, but was serviceable. He, he ran about as well as some of his other drivers did. So I was, I was fine with it. He says he wants to do either Martinsville or Homestead next year. So whichever he chooses, I'll go to, uh, but I mean, I, I can't really say too much more than that. I was just happy that he didn't make a complete fool out of himself. He didn't get lapped in the first stage. You know, he ran up front. I believe at one point he ran, you know, even on old tires, managed to keep it up in the top five. He did a lot better than I think I was thinking he would. And I'm happy with that. Yeah. So. I'm just happy to see him race again and stuff. It's kind of similar. It's a, a similar deal with Jimmy Johnson and Indy cars. I mean, the, it, it really doesn't matter how he performs and stuff, you know, I mean, I'm just happy to see him on track and stuff, but yeah, no, that was really cool to see. But again, you know, the overall race though, I'd say this was without a doubt the best race of the weekend. Would y'all agree? Out of all the races? It was sloppy, but yeah, I mean, there yeah, were no I mean, great races this weekend in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. I, I think that it was action uh, packed. There was crashes. Yes. Um, and the racing was good, you know, throughout the field, but I wouldn't say it was a great race. You got um, a great just, shot of that parking lot in turn one, Jared. It happened yeah. right in front of you. <laughs> I had oh like God. a bunch of different people to tweet up, like different like guys from the media were like, dude, you had a really good shot in that in that uh mm-hmm. of that of that. And I was like, the, I, I realized the moment I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to be on my phone much because I would just keep getting notifications is when like Kenny Wallace retweeted me, and I'm just like, Whoa, oh boy. It's going to be a night. (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. I guess the last race we can talk about, the Truck Series. That was another interesting race. William Byron, Eric, once again, gets the the picks right for this week's uh, podcast pick points. I ain't going to get into it too much. Jarrett was talking about his phone blowing up. My phone blew up for another reason. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, dude. Dude, NASCAR Twitter, man. You just never know what to expect sometimes, man. But, um, but yeah, no, that race had some very interesting moments. I guess we can um, talk about, you know, yeah, Byron dominated. But um, Haley Deegan, she had, I mean, she had some stuff going on during the race, too. I mean, Johnny Sauter moving her out of the way. Then later on in the race, you know, her and Lawless Allen got into it and then it led to a what'd you say Jared about Lawless Allen oh my god he there I don't know who he didn't get into out there (laughs) oh so so he got into everybody dude he was a moving chicane that somehow was like I I don't know man that I don't know how he did it he managed to just become the ultimate ping pong ball out there Mm. and it was it was honestly kind of impressive like but at (laughs) the same time I'm like Jesus Christ, dude, get it together. You're supposed to be a professional. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess Deegan, like the whole, I mean, like she had posted some of that argument on her YouTube channel and stuff. And then the vlog is just like, I, I guess like she was I saying think, like, oh, he's like saying I was being aggressive. Like, did you not see himself? On the I track? think they, they trimmed a little of that. Oh, out they trimmed a lot of it. I think but if, you, if you notice, they cut to the scene that was seen on Fox. And I'm like, okay, she really said something that they didn't want to put. Or he said something, she said something. Yeah, one of those things. But, but yeah, no, I mean, Lawless Allen, cool, I mean, cool name. But, I mean, as far as the driving abilities, he's got some some work to do. He he fits into the name, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But Willie Willie B scores a win, um, ends up taking home two grandfather clocks. In one week. What do you That's do with two? Like, how do you need? But you like rent a U-Haul to transport I, those? Like, how you? I, I, 
I don't know how he how he um ends up taking those home and stuff, but hey, you know, got two, they can go off at the same time. He right? can <laughs> he can uh cape one and he can give one to his girlfriend's brother. Yeah. No. Oh, 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 dude. oh no! Oh dang! Oh, that's I'm, I'm I'm kidding. Yeah. He'll probably he'll, he'll get one one day. Yeah, hopefully yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Blaine's just gotta finish these races and stuff. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up uh, eventually getting one. But yeah, so that'll basically do it for the weekend recap. Had a lot of stuff going on. You know, Xfinity trucks. You know, Cup Series had some very interesting moments, without a doubt. Um, we are now at that point in the um, in the uh, the show where I will read off some super chats and all. I will also read off some membership chats as well. So, um, if anybody wants to uh, get the uh, the old timer ready, let's and start. No worries. There was someone on Twitter who said uh, when the power went out, he's said, "RIP my super chat." No, Darian no. can still go back and, re- and read those. I got it, guys. No, it didn't wipe out all the super chats. No, I still yeah. had it pulled up. Yeah, I don't think it wiped out any of them. All right, you no. go ahead and get started. I'll put a timer on. All right, let me know when to start. Just start. Just get start going on. Okay. So. All right. Three, two. You don't have to one. count down. You just go. <laughs> All right. I'll just go. Caldwell with the $5 super chat. I understand Eric's and everyone's frustration with Ty Gibbs, but this is good for NASCAR. We shouldn't be mad at him for being him embrace the heel i i mean you I'm, can i never said it wasn't part. i never yeah. said it wasn't good for the sport i just said I, I i was hoping ty gibbs could be a hero instead of a villain and unfortunately yeah. he he was supposed to destroy the sith instead he joined them it's <laughs> unfortunate I, i'm making a lot of star wars references for you jared i haven't seen star wars in a long time so <laughs> i don't know where to summer from. yeah, yeah honestly summer with us lord voldemort with, with the ten dollar super chat the Dark Lord is disappointed in the paperclip race. It was horrible. While the Dark Lord is happy, he got to boo Kevin Harvick. Imagine Voldemort saying the words paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> I am disappointed I didn't get to meet a Blue Jimmy fan 48 or my friend Jar Jar Binks. But you guys got to meet um, uh, Jimmy at least, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the race was definitely not up to par. Um, Avatar Cora with the $2 super chat. The Avatar was disappointed, but got to boo Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano. <laughs> That's big. Hey, at least you got to do that stuff. That's cool. John with the $2 super chat. Boy, the cup race was boring. I enjoyed Long Beach. Yeah, Long Beach, yeah, it was... I mean, Long Beach, is, it's usually pretty good with the um, in, in, in indie cars and stuff, but... I mean, compared to Martinsville, though, I definitely, yeah, Long Beach over that for sure. Darth Sidious with the $2 super chat. Darian's my apprentice, known as Dark Groovis. <laughs> Kevin Harvick. <laughs> yes, in relation to Out of the Groove Network, of course. I see what you did there. Jar Jar Binks with the $5 super chat. I can't do the voice, but I can at least say these. Why Misa- you send that not to? <laughs> Misa need Yusa all the type boo boo doo doo head Harvick. Hisa done it again. Hisa now calling for shorter races. Misa <laughs> thinks it's because Misa has no no talent. Oh well, Harvick had uh, at least some talent. He's you know, the champion, but you know, yeah, you obviously don't like him. <laughs> but thanks for super chat. Isaac with the five dollar super chat. Just wanted to say hi with the hello emoji. Can't um I, I can't stay for the live stream tonight celebrating my mom's birthday. Well, happy birthday, man! Happy birthday. P.S. Her favorite driver is Michael McDowell. Uh, rough year. Yeah, rough year, definitely for sure. Hey, at least you got that 500 from last year. At least she has that. Gordon the Big Engine. I love that name. With the five dollar super chat, 
Oh, the indignity that cup race was. So dull, I would rather have done some shunting. Oh, indignity, I, I, um, the, I like that. Shunting, yeah. shunting is a train term for basically like moving around freight cars all day. Oh, okay. I thought that was like some <laughs> F1, some F1 reference. He's in character. I right, do one more, day. Thanks for clarifying. Enter Doss with the $5 super chat. I just want to say, I don't give a bleep if Ty Gibbs was in the right or wrong. The fact that everyone hates him makes me like him because I'm a contrarian. <laughs> All right. Rebel without cause. Yeah, Whatever good. floats your boat, I suppose. Yes, but thank you guys so much for the Super Chats. We will read off the rest of the Super Chats at the very end of the show and the uh, channel memberships as well. So just be on the lookout for that. And we are also um, funded not only by viewers like you, thank you, but also Lionel Racing, the official diecast maker of NASCAR. Make sure to buy your official 2022 diecast of your favorite NASCAR driver now at LionelRacing.com or any authorized Lionel retailer. Guys, let's start off. Let's start off, start off with, uh, with Danny. Um, what you got there? I'm going old school. This is 2009 Kevin Harvick's race to win version of the Scott's Turf Builder 300. This was the first race that I ever attended uh, as a NASCAR race at Bristol Motor Speedway. Kevin Harvick got the win after Kyle Busch had a kind of suffered a penalty in the pits that kind of screwed his day, and Harvick went on to get the win. And this is a diecast I've wanted for a long time. Finally picked it up towards the end of last year or beginning of this year. But yeah, it's one I've wanted in my collection for a while, and now I got it. Nice, nice. Eric? Darian, in honor of your, you saying Mikey 55,000 times, hey. I decided to whip out, I think, the only MWR diecast I own. It's not Michael Walter, but it's actually David Reagan. But who couldn't, who could forget the SpongeBob mobile? That's pretty beautiful. That's from 2015, right? Yes. Okay. Nice. Meanwhile, with it being Bristol week, I had to get Mr. Excitement, Jimmy Spencer, mm-hmm. and I got my Ooh. animal car. Animal. Uh, this this is really good and i just danny it's funny hearing you say 2009 was old school and then i forgot that it was 13 years ago (laughs) (laughs) this baby here i believe is 20 years ago 2002 but see that one nice and clear wow i don't know how it's showing up on the stream but it's it's showing up clear on this it's really nice but yeah this is most of the time this is what people saw in their rearview mirror but at bristol they saw this (laughs) so no, I, uh, I figured this would be a perfect one to put on for tonight, being right before Bristol, even if it is on dirt. Right, right. So I have the late Kenny Irwin Jr.'s uh, 28 car, but this is a special one, the 28 Joker, in honor of the, uh, the, uh, the Batman movie that came out, what, like a month ago now and stuff? I have yet to see it, but I've heard it's pretty good. It's all right. It's if you have you know, three hours... If you can afford three to be hours. like brooding for three hours, you'll love it. <laughs> Old oh, shovel man. face as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I have this Kenny Irwin uh, Joker scheme. It was only a dollar at the um, at the uh, little thing we had uh, gotten it at and stuff. So you can always find amazing deals at uh, not only the racetrack for diecast, but any authorized Lionel retailer. Make sure to um, not miss any of, of Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecast at a Walmart near you. Thank you, guys. I, t- I tell you what, speaking of Lionel Racing Diecast, coming up this weekend at Bristol, 
you know, I, I'll be I'll be busy doing some work, but I, I also got to take some time when I go to Bristol to check out those diecast vendors they got because they go all out of Bristol Motor Speedway. They line up the streets and then over on mm-hmm. one side of nothing but diecast vendors. If you if you're going to Bristol, you got some spare money for some diecast. You got to go hit those guys up the tents. That you'll yeah. find some good deals on on diecast there. Without a doubt, you will definitely find some spectacular deals. Well, okay, so we had, uh, what was it, Thunder kind of interfere with the show, but what, now ACDC song. we have our own little interference! It's the lightning round on the NASCAR <laughs> Weekly Podcast! Jared, what do we have on tap for tonight? Uh, well, first off, the fact that RFK's penalties have stood, they are not going to be rescinded in any way whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, so just well, laughing I, maniacally. That sucks, bro. Like, what yeah. is he now? Like minus sixty nine behind or something? Nice. I, I don't know what. Negative. He's, nice. Probably even yeah. further than that. I would yeah. guess. I mean, at least their meme games on point. Anyway, NASCAR <laughs> charters are going for fifteen million dollars at the moment or more, the highest ever. And one of the teams that is looking for a charter at the moment, even though they said they weren't, is JRM, according to Adam just Stern. Keep keeping the feelers out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this a little, you know, when we talk about the race weekend itself coming up, but at the same time, I want to talk about now DW is going to be in the Fox booth this weekend. So I, that's I, I think, I, I think that's a good person to try. I'd be very interested if we can make a career out of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's say it's not like he did it for 20 years. Um, this, this, I only wrote these three cause this is the most interesting pairing of people ever, but the LGBT, uh, the LGB scam coin there's a lawsuit having to do with it for false advertising or no advertising. And listen who, to these. Who would have saw that coming? What? NASCAR, Brandon Brown, and Candace Owens are all listed together in the lawsuit against, uh, about this stupid scam coin. What is the future? Wait, uh, wait I'm kind of confused why NASCAR is in this because they denied the sponsorship. <laughs> Probably yes, be the part of the it. fact that <laughs> the fact that and that all three of these entities denied uh pushing this scam forward means they're all getting taken to court together. <laughs> oh. That's freaking awesome, that's man. Crazy. That's hilarious. That's, that's crazy, bro. Um I, I, I know this dude's a, a starting park guy, but he has a special place in my heart because Norm, Norm Benning Get is him. gonna be sponsored by Circle B Diecast this weekend at Bristol Dirt. And nice. all all that I can hope for is that he at least runs minimum speed. Yeah, at least See, make the race. Make I the didn't race, know right. that he was actually running it because in the entry list for the truck race I'm looking at online, it's just listed as entry number six, no name, Chevy, no hometown, sponsor <laughs> TBA, and just owner Norm Benning. Norm, baby. Norm. Let's go. Um, Goodyear will sponsor the throwback race again at Darlington this year. And then here's a few. We're just going to roll through a couple of these like real quick Mm -hmm. lightning, lightning round style. Justin Allgaier is going to be in the Spire 77 and Cup this weekend. The uh, Chase Elliott car that he's going to be driving. Well, that's not the only one. He's going to be driving a truck for Spire as well in the dirt race uh, this weekend, according to Jim Utter. Alex Bowman is doing a throwback to Mark Martin. And Jeffrey Earnhardt is doing a throw. Well, not a throwback, but he's driving the three at Talladega for the Xfinity race. A black three at that. Josh Williams will be driving the number 78 Live Fast Chevy at Bristol Dirt and Cup. And then keep an eye on this this weekend. Um, 
qualifying for both the cup series and truck series and pretty much all on track activity aside from the truck race itself on Saturday uh, is going to be on FS2 this weekend. <laughs> keep an eye out for that. Yeah, well, on FS1. Try and FS2. keep an eye out. Yeah, because it's hard so, to find. For, that channel's hard any, to find. Yeah, <laughs> for any of you four people that have it other than me, <laughs> look out for it. Uh, and then the last little bit here is something we can kind of might be able to build on if we want. Uh, NASCAR is going to have a press conference Saturday for a NASCAR Canada announcement, a rumor that I saw float around as Montreal Ooh. and an SMI announcement, according to Daniel McFadden, which a lot of people are saying is North Wilkesboro because Dale Jr. said, and I quote, y'all might want to keep an ear on the ground on some North Wilkesboro news coming on his Ask Jr. segment. So that's a lightning round right there. If we want to dive into Ooh. that. We can go forward. Yeah. I will I will just say keep it tuned to Danny B Talks. Me and Claudia will be having some media coverage this weekend. So we will be fresh on the spot if we hear anything regarding this North Wilkesboro rumor while we are there. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Dale Jr., I believe it was during this Ash Jr. segment, also said that next year he's looking at running either Homestead or Martinsville as his one Xfinity race, mm-hmm. which tells me that if there is a North Wilkesboro NASCAR date on the horizon, it will be trucks for sure. It will not be Xfinity or Cup because I have a mm-hmm. feeling that they were going to race Xfinity next year and Jr. had wind of that. He, he would probably be it, talking yeah. about racing that one. So. Yeah. I wonder which, how, many, how, many, I, how many people will get spammed on Twitter when it's announced. I, I kind of wonder, though, would Junior be tempted to run a truck? Oh, I, yeah, I would love to see him. He has the means. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's get him into seven. Come on. Yeah, let's <laughs> get him there. Let's uh, go. We'll see. I, I, I'm honestly, this is going to sound, maybe this is sacrilegious people. I'm more interested in the Canada announcement than I am anything North Wilkesboro. Yeah, I, I do love Montreal. See, I do love Montreal. I, I, I got the media presser earlier this week and kind of first was like, what, what is this? I was like, it's got to be something kind of interesting for a NASCAR Canada announcement at Bristol Motor Speedway. Hmm. But then, but then the SMI announcement, I'm like, hmm, could it be National Fairgrounds? But now this uh, North Wilkesboro stuff has me even more intrigued. Yes. Yeah, I, we'll I want to see happens. whether it's Montreal, even if it's just Canadian. I say just, even if it's Canadian Tire <laughs> for somebody again. Like, still, I, I think it's 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 time for uh, the Xfinity Series or the Truck Series to go back north, uh, back to Canada for something. I ran into well, a fan, really nice guy. What? If the if the country opens up, again. well, yeah, it's yeah. sure there is there are obstacles beyond NASCAR's control, but hopefully they know something we don't. But I met a I met a guy at Martinsville this weekend who is from Canada. He's from the Montreal area who traveled to see a race at Martinsville. And uh, he seemed really nice. He, see, he You could tell like, he was really into the sport. So I want to see those fans in Canada mm. who've been forced to come down here for races okay. when they've been able to the last couple of years. Um, I want to see the, them rewarded with you know more racing I've, back in their country I've, again. I've, I forget what year it was, but I went to a night race at Bristol. I think it was like 2010, 2011. There was one of those little outside fan stage things. And then they was like interviewing random fans about where they come from. This one dude, I think he said... He flew in on a couple different connecting flights from like somewhere crazy far, like like uh, maybe maybe it was Ukraine. It was somewhere out in like Eastern Europe. I know. Whoa, damn! That's Quite nuts. the journey. Dang. Yeah, how, how many connecting flights would that take? Yeah. I wonder. Jeez. I don't. I, I don't know. Y'all probably even forgot about this. Back in like 2019, in the spring race, I partnered up with this uh, random. I remember high, high quality production company from Denmark, and they filmed this episode where I was this NASCAR fan. They chose to highlight and, and showed him what NASCAR was all about. Great people, 
but I never got to see the episode. And as far as <laughs> as far as I know, I never heard back from. I don't even know if it actually made it on TV. Oh but. no! What if you're a celebrity in Denmark and you just have no idea? <laughs> just just yeah. don't even know it. I'm, I'm just you gotta go there. I'm just in Denmark. I, I show up. Oh yeah, I saw you on my TV. Oh, it's ago. it's Danny Danny Badass. <laughs> you got like, Danny whole character. I don't I don't know what their accents are like in Denmark. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not you that. just made all three of our Denmark I know, viewers angry. I know. I, I I offended you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Denmark. <laughs> sorry, everybody. But anyways, that'll do it for this edition of the Lightning Round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. Well, and uh, I was going to say, I just want to do this earlier, but there, you can't have NASCAR Lightning Round without NASCAR Thunder. Oh, yes. And Thunder always comes after Lightning, <laughs> as we know. Yeah, that's yep. right. But well, hey. uh we also have to thank our other primary sponsor here tonight. That's right. We have no contingency sponsors. It's all a primary. We have so much space on this NASCAR Weekly Podcast car. Everyone yeah. gets a spot on the hood. Forney Industries, get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, as well as metalworking accessories and much, much more. Great for do-it-yourselfers, or if you are a professional metal worker, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyEnd.com. That's Forney I N. And DIC Danny or Darian has it right there in the chat for you guys, or check them out at an authorized Forney dealer near you. F O R N E Y Forney. They've been with us for almost two years now, so appreciate their support. What's next, Darian? What do we got next before we get into picks later in the show? Yeah, so now there seems to be a, uh, a bit of a hot debate going on in the NASCAR social media landscape about the length of races now. Um, you know, and and it's not just from fans, it's from, you know, drivers in the sport, you know, uh, specifically Haley Deegan um, tweeted something saying how um, some of these race links are uh, way too long. And you um, uh, you even have a veteran in Kevin Harvick, a, a, a former Cup Series champion, who also says that um, there should be um, no 500 milers or at least not too many 500 milers outside of, you know, the crown jewel ones, of course. And then um, it says in here that GP Laps had tweeted something. I didn't see the tweet, but uh, does anybody know what he had tweeted? Yeah, I, 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 I didn't say it. I only saw tweets from Haley Deegan and Chase Cabry. No, okay. so he, he's, he tweet, tweeted out a really good chart from, I believe, like 1971 until today of the average length of a race uh, in NASCAR. And it was really interesting to look at at some of the trends and stuff and kind of match up like there's no really definitive um, like 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 when it comes to popularity and race length, there's no definitive connection between the two. Um, it's just interesting looking how it was like it's like, oh, it was up in the 70s, went down in the 80s and 90s, up a little in the 2000s and back down the 2010s and now up again. It's like. It was interesting to look at. It was interesting that from the since the seventies, average race lengths has always been at least three hours long. There's never been a, rear, yeah. a year that um, somehow saw less than three hour long races on average. But yeah, the only like correlation you could at all see was like the nineties seemed pretty consistently in the low three hours, whereas the twenty tens to now are like consistently more like three twenty, three twenty five. And so yeah, it, it, to me it tells you that okay, race lengths have not change that much over time but i do think that fans perceptions of race length have changed and i think that's just changed as the world around them has changed and there are more entertainment offerings and it's harder to justify spending four hours of maybe one of your only days off all week watching a race on tv when there are so many other things kind of tugging at your attention left and right and so yeah chase cabry tweeted that 
cup races should be half as long as they are now. I think that's one of the more radical proposals I've heard from anyone remotely inside the industry. Haley, Haley oh. Deegan seemed to endorse it and was trying to like kind of mm-hmm. justify it. Um, which, you know, of course, gotta support your boyfriend. I understand that. Like, you know, but, uh, either way, I, I think most people disagreed with their extreme take. Harvick took a more modest, had a more modest proposal that, hey, maybe everything but Daytona and the Coke 600 should be less than 500 miles at the very least. And that I agree with. I, I don't think we need, you know, ha- two, 300 mile cup races uh, aside from, you know, the road course, like, you know, road course and stuff are fine. I think it just, yeah, you should keep everything at least 400 miles or less. I think more importantly, you just need to look at the time. I think if you can get cup races consistently under three hours from start to finish, that's a sweet spot that you need to hit. Uh, and, and I think some of that comes from maybe shortening the race distances slightly, but in other cases, it's shoring up procedures. Like adding stage racing and having those cautions maybe adds a couple minutes every week, and maybe there's About something 10. we can look at there. It adds 10 minutes, but if you look back at GP Lapse's chart, there are still years in the 20, uh, 2010s and 2020s that are averaging shorter race distance lengths than um, in the 2000s and before. So it's still like there are various things. Longer cleanup periods, and especially on road courses, and that's another thing Harvick talked about was eliminating yellow flags for stages at road courses, which I think most everyone would agree agree yeah. with. Keep tallying up the points after every stage break, but don't throw a caution flag, especially not a full course yellow at road courses where you really don't need it, and it completely destroys the flow of the race. Um, so I think there are a few things they can look at in addition to maybe shortening the distances slightly. But for me, it's not about what how many miles. It's the blank 400, the blank 300. It's not so much about that. It's just how can we keep these races primarily under three hours in length? I, I think that is really important. A lot of people are going to say, no, if, if you can't handle long races, you're not a real fan. The problem is real fans I know don't care. Most real fans are fine with longer race lengths. We've gotten used to it. But if NASCAR wants to wants to connect with new audiences, especially younger fans – some will say it's a fad, but I think there's some some real proof. There's evidence in how Formula One has been able to grow. Those races are an hour and a half long. NASCAR doesn't need to be an hour and a half long, but I think it can stand to be a little shorter than it is now. I think that is well, part of F1's I mean, appeal. You know, even like football, for instance, it does well. There's still around three hours, give or take, and it's not really too much of a problem. Yes, they can go under, but they can go over a lot. I think the entire the entire argument should be about about the flow of races. Like there, there are some tracks that just never are going to put on great races uh, anymore the way they are. <clears throat> Texas. Um, do we need 500-mile Texas races? No. To be fair, they you got know. rid of one of those. They already did. So great. Yeah, but, but we all know that if they get rid of the all-star race there, another one's coming back based on the contract. <laughs> no, like, probably. We don't, need, we don't need you know ones like that, but at the same time, we should have longer races at like short tracks where the, when the action regularly can be held up this martinsville race so far is an outlier like i personally think the martinsville race should have stayed at 500 even though it's not 500 miles it should stay at 500 laps longer races with better tracks are better that's why people don't talk about talladega for instance uh it's why people don't you know aren't talking about shortening bristol uh for the night race or or we're mad when martinsville got shortened i'm someone who thinks that there's some tracks that probably shorter races are better at uh, i think that was proved at you know, Pocono the, for the first, I'd say five or six years before they lowered the horsepower a lot. Uh, Pocono races were a lot better at 160 laps than 200. But at the same time, you know, there's people who, who would argue the contrary. There's tracks like New Hampshire, for instance, where a 300 lap race is a perfect distance. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, a 312 lap race, a 500K, not 500 miles, 500K is a better distance. So, I think it, it all has to do with the individual track itself. 
uh, and not just a blanket one across the board. Because then people will start calling for shorter races, you know, if they do. And then it's like, fine, okay, we'll we'll make a 400 mile Talladega or Martinsville. No, no. But then, but but it's like if, if they announce tomorrow, it's like, yeah. By the way, we're gonna only do like 207 laps at Texas. People would be cheering for that, you know. That's fair. Um, so I think I think that's that's where the main argument should be, not on the race lengths itself, like we were talking about. I just if if you know, because you kind of covered it, if, if the flow of the race can be continued, the fans for the most part loved Atlanta. Atlanta was four hours long. Meanwhile, people hated Martinsville, and that was two hours forty minutes. It's all about the way that a race flows. That that's accurate. I will though throw in there still the contraries like Coda. Everyone loved Coda, but it took forever to get to that finish. There were a lot of yellows late. Now that's a road course where I think to Kevin Harvick's point, we can shore up the procedures there without shortening mm-hmm. the actual race distance. The procedures can be sped up, and that would lead to a as you say a more fluid race, better flow, and probably Auto a shorter runtime. Auto Club uh, similarly. Sly Supersonic, he said that Auto Club turned to God mode from 2011 mm-hmm. to 2015 when they went from 400 but, to 500. See, I, see, here's the thing. like These are all good races, but I still have a hard time. You know, I just think if you're a guy who doesn't know anything about NASCAR and you have your friend, like like think about like when you have a friend who says, hey, I got this great YouTube video I want to show you. Like Usually you're like, oh God, okay, I'll watch it because it's probably like a minute long, but and maybe I'll laugh, but it's, oh God, this guy's showing me a random YouTube video. Now imagine your friend comes to you and says, hey, I love NASCAR. You want to sit and watch the race with me it's four hours long this sunday on your only day off you want to come watch the race oh shit four hours four i don't know like, I, I do think that's a barrier and, to entry and, and here's and the best part they're racing in new hampshire and i understand <laughs> that shortening it to three or two and a half or three hours isn't a huge difference but i just i i do feel like if you're wanting to get a, a someone who knows nothing about racing into nascar that three and a half to four hour mark that's routinely hit these days i i just i think that's a turnoff but I'll make a counter argument is that we talked about this after Coda. We were talking about Coda being the one that, that was really like slow and grant the stages themselves were. But when we talked about Coda, oh, by the way, that's five uh, cuss words on Eric's part. Oh, I didn't curse. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. I said, yeah, I didn't curse. I just, you know, I was just, yeah, I didn't anyway, um, all of those cautions we agreed on here were warranted. There's oil on the track, yeah. there's gravel on the track, stuff like that. So there are going to be races that just naturally go long. Like there's, you can't control it. So it's like, yes, I get procedurally uh, stages would shorten it by 10 minutes. Um, generally each race, I would say, but there's going to be a lot of races that, you know, for instance, the, uh, the Daytona race in August, there's going to be tons of wrecks that slow down the end of that race. It's going to be like an NBA game at the end of it, but we don't talk about shortening Daytona more. So I, I, again, I think it's just, it's each track seeing the general trends of each one, what, correlates with one better ratings but two better fan response i think in some instances shortening races would be better <laughs> texas again yeah and i think I, time, I can agree on that good ones to I can me, ag- it's a track to track thing yeah, yeah. i, 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 I can don't want to shorten i don't want to shorten talladega but even well, like, like nobody's talking about shortening the daytona 500 and right. nobody's talking about shortening the bristol night race but yeah like texas obviously they got rid of a 500 mile race for a reason hopefully they shorten the existing one or get rid of it completely like i agree with you we can look at it more on a track by track basis and i agree that i think just shortening the laps and I'm not asking for like 
again, like 250 or 300 mile races, I just feel like, you know, I'm talking about like 20 minutes. I want to knock off 20 minutes of runtime. That's all I'm looking for. It's a three hour and 15 minute race on average. How can we get that thing to just under three hours? That's all I'm looking for. If that requires knocking 20 laps off the distance instead of a 320 lap race, it's 300. If that requires local yellows at road courses, if that ever can be agreed upon or worked out by, by NASCAR and the drivers, that would be excellent. That'd be fantastic. I just feel like... You, know, you look around. Baseball's desperately trying to get under three hours because their viewership has flatlined or, or decreased in recent years, and they're constantly addressing pace of play. College football, it's huge, it's big. If, if at least if you're a fan of the big school, but one of the number one complaints I see from college football fans is that these games go four hours, five hours. Sometimes it's absurd. They go a long time when they're like on the big networks. Get, have a lot uh, of unless you're I, really into it. Like that's a lot. I get the talk about baseball, and I, I I understand you can shorten some things up, but I've noticed like baseball fans, especially have been getting increasingly more angry at the constant like of uh, changes or at least from an outsider point of view it might be you know different from from people who watch every single game each each day and stuff but like for instance when they were like you know adding more teams to the playoffs or trying to shorten games and stuff pe- you know people there was like outrage from diehard baseball fans so it's like you got to have the, I feel like you have to have some of that that give and take with the old school fan and it applies here too. NASCAR has made so many changes and now we're finally starting to see that that level off. I think the last thing that NASCAR should do is go radical on this one and completely anger its fan base all over again kind of no, thing. I yeah. totally agree, which is why I keep I Daytona the same. I'm saying if you cannot, like, 320 laps, at, like, what's Kansas? Like, 325 laps? 267. Or 267. 267. Drop, drop that to 250 or 240. I don't think that's radical. Like, I just don't think that is. Like, uh, there could be other also, things done, but, uh, yeah, but I'm not, we're not, I'm not talking about changing the coaxing. you can get rid of that by just changing the stage, the way you do stages. You could change some of that, but, but I don't know. Yeah. Stages take 10 minutes generally are, are taking a race on stage cautions I, I, bigger tracks 15 minutes sometimes because of how long it takes to get around them like road, road courses America. for sure road courses for sure i 100 agree with you on ovals i would i'll be curious to see these first few races of the next gen on the big ovals i would say yeah you probably could get rid of stage yells because there's been so many natural cautions with this new car if mm-hmm. that continues i'd argue the same thing because i think it, it's safe to say and uh, nobody's ashamed to say it stage yellows were introduced in the late 2010s because the racing at big tracks in the late 2010s had taken a, a dump it was not fun to watch you needed something to spice it up and that required there's a, a few, replacement it required it a couple more restarts. Debris yellows. Yeah, it so replace debris yellows. So they'll, they'll say it was to throw in more commercials and stuff away from green flag racing, and maybe that's true. But it was also to, to spice yeah. up the racing a bit. If we continue to see high number of cautions at these intermediate races, then yeah, you probably don't need stage yellows anymore. Maybe still award the stage points. I like stage racing because yes. it rewards consistency. But you maybe don't need the yellows. But You're keep right. The race stage, going. So stage yeah. racing is not going away. Like I, I, as a relatively older school fan, I've accepted that, but. I think it would add a whole nother layer of strategy to races that we're missing right now, because, you know, you look at road courses, for instance, that's where the biggest argument for this is on. And you basically have to choose. And sometimes you can win both, but most of the time you have to choose between winning the race and getting stage points. And that should, I I don't think that's how it should be when you know that that's how it should be. I think it should be, you know, let's say Truex and Ross Chastain are the dominant guys at Sonoma this year. And uh, Chastain decides, you know, screw it. I'm, I'm going to go for the win and does a strategy completely based on going for wins. Let's say that, that Truex starts to struggle. He's on that cutoff line. 
he has to go for the stage points rather than the win, but it still stays green. So that strategy might win out in the mm-hmm. end. I think that's infinitely better than what we have now. And it solves this problem without having to shorten a race. Yeah. And, 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 and it won't, you know, interrupt the natural race flow unless, you know, there's a caution that, you know, mm-hmm. comes out. Yeah. You know, that it's in the stage or whatever. But, I'd, I'd say I this mean, season, outside of Martinsville, we ha- there has not been a need for cautions at stages. No. This season, look yeah. at all these races. I'd say outside of Martinsville, I've not well, at any point thought, oh, thank God there's a stage yellow, you know? <laughs> I I will argue that the need for stages might be more this weekend when it's those less than those not traditional pit stops when everyone has to go out all the same time. Yeah, yeah Bristol dirt's its own animal, I guess. Yeah, you might need to make yeah. exceptions. But look, at the end of the day, you can, you know, make all of these arguments and stuff. And, you know, I agree, you know, with some aspects of Eric's argument. And, you know, also the diehard fan in me agrees with, you know, some aspects of Jarrett's. But we, um, we all have to, um, you know, um, we have to remember this, that NASCAR is not F1. This is stock car racing. Oh. It's its own thing and stuff. Okay. So like, I mean, I, you know, get, you know, making, you know, certain changes and stuff, but you know, let's not, you know, make, you know, cup series races, just a hundred laps or 200 laps no. long, something like that. No. And, and I think that's a dumb argument personally. Like I, I saw that like, cause I'm someone who I've said on my channel is open to some races being shorter. Like I said, I'm just a proponent of every track race is different in mm-hmm. some way. Now there's some that race pretty similarly, like a Las Vegas and Kansas, but I, I I'm more of a proponent of track by track basis you know like you can't you can't judge a kansas race the same way you can judge daytona you can't judge daytona the same way you judge pocono or or new hampshire you know they're they're all very different so you i i think that different tweaks these rules should be made you see it with the uh the, the restart rules for instance you don't see the choose cone at daytona and talladega because you you could really manipulate the race in a bad way to do that and, and that's where I'm at with this one is some, some tracks do need shorter races. Like I, I liked in 2020 when they had some of the 400 kilometer races, like the 155 laps at Michigan, I thought it made for a better race in a track that has been, in my opinion, permanently damaged by the repave. I'm fine with that one, even being that kind of short, just because it, it helps the racing out and you can always change it later. Uh, which is the entire probably crux of this argument. Um, but no, I, I'm, it, it, it's, it's more nuanced than I think a lot of people are trying to make it. Um, I think, I think the Deegan argument is really bad. I think like Eric has been uh, talking about the Harvick argument, I think is a lot better, Yeah. but, but the one that Deegan and Cabri put forward, in my opinion, that is, that was insanely a bit too much. Short, that's insanely short sighted and, and naive. Like yeah. the, <laughs> that that's basically truck racing. If you yeah. if you want if you want to watch a hundred yeah. laps at, at a track that should do two hundred, watch a truck race. Yeah. I, I think it should it, it should always be you know okay now yeah to argue the cup cars are slower and what they run Xfinity, but the cup cars always have to do a longer endurance race. It should always be at that in my mind it should be you get to the top level because you're able to run these longer endurance races. You you have the I don't know the fortitude to handle that long of a race right exactly so i guess in conclusion you know like you know make some races shorter but you know they'll make you know a whole lot of them shorter make, i guess make so. some of the good ones longer yeah <laughs> yeah why not helps. let's do well, 600 600 miles at talladega why not let's try 600 laps at bristol before we did a uh, 500 actual miles at bristol thousand laps do it, cowards! I, 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 I saw someone actually suggested on Twitter this week. They're like, eh, "I like Bristol and all. I, I'd rather 
About 600 is the most I'd want to say. A million yeah. lap dirt race. I'm going to build a freaking crater there by the time it's over. <laughs> or a thousand laps at Bristol. The, 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 by the time you run that many laps, it'd be no more dirt, no more concrete. It'd go back to the original asphalt layer. Dig a hole to China. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, hey, we'll see what NASCAR decides to do. But again, in conclusion, this is NASCAR. It's not IndyCar. It's not F1. This is stock car racing. It, it, it's, it's definitely not F1. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. But uh, yeah, so um, we are now at that point in the show. Where that point. It's, yes, that point, that point, that specific point in the show where we go over this weekend's upcoming race. It's Dirt Bristol, baby, as as as, as um, um, our uh, good buddy Rusty um, used to say, it's Bristol, baby, but this time it's Dirt Bristol. It's, this is my second dirt race at Bristol. This is Darian and Jared's first dirt race at Bristol. Yes. This is Eric's zero if dirt race at Bristol. Yeah, Eric, come to Bristol. Why aren't yeah. you? Why haven't you came to Bristol yet? I've been to Bristol. Oh. It's not dirt Bristol. They massacred yeah, you my boy. Come to dirt Bristol. Yeah, I mean after you know <laughs> they they, they put it back. They put it back, <laughs> and then they took it away again. But and then they put it back. <laughs> after seeing seeing uh, Danny's perspective of it last year, you know, on social media, I was like, damn, I probably should have flown out for this and stuff. But I don't have to fly out. I live here now, so I can just take the three, four-hour drive there and um, enjoy all of the racing. But Jared, how far are you driving oh, to this boy. race? So I'm driving to Danny's and then riding with him and Claudia. How far is that drive <laughs> yeah. for you? Like eight hours? Uh, uh, yeah, eight. About eight. For, for uh, me and Darian, it's about four bad. and a half hours. Okay. I mean, I drove I – drove 13 and a half hours to, to the truck race yeah. at Martinsville. Yeah, yeah. You, you left at like yeah. four in the morning. <laughs> it is nuts. It's freaking nuts. It's all man. about them miles at the end of the year. <laughs> oh, I'm, well, so, it's okay, Jared. Here soon, you won't have to worry about all them miles. No, uh, I, can, I can drive to Miami in the same amount of time I could drive from Illinois to. Don't to give him any ideas. Mm. <laughs> Who? So, myself? <laughs> so i'll also be going to the race and then also my mom's in town she's staying with me for a, a few days and uh, we'll be watching the race together out here will, will this be her first race at bristol uh i think so yeah i think this yeah i think so this will be her first race yeah so she'll get to cross that off of her bucket list watching on a tv for so long and she'll get to uh, see it in person and on dirt so it'll be cool but yeah, let's go over the race previews for both of the races. The truck series race on Saturday is called the Penty's Truck Race on Dirt. A total of 150 laps. The start time is 8 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 M and MRN. The weather on Saturday is looking uh, pretty nice, I guess you could say. 69 degrees uh, with a uh, um, with um, with uh, passing showers and a 68% chance of rain. That's not very and- nice. Ooh, just to clarify, they can race if it rains a little that day okay. not not if it comes what it's doing here right now this yeah. massive thunderstorm because last year they they tried to do it after been summer <laughs> and for the so dirt, long and the dirt and it, it, was, it was just it was just a, a mud pit hopefully yeah. there's no hopefully there's no flooding this year there was flooding last year so yeah hopefully not hopefully not yeah yeah definitely can't race in that and also the defending race winner is martin Truex jr and as for the cup race the name of the of this weekend's dirt nascar cup series race is called the Food City Dirt Race, a total of 250 laps. The start time is 7 p.m. Eastern time over on uh, Fox, or no, excuse me, is it 7 p.m.? Okay, okay, 7 p.m. Eastern. 
Okay, yes, yes. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time over on the Big Fox Network and also PRN. Uh, the weather for Sunday is looking um, pretty good as well. You know, 61 degrees, mostly cloudy, a 25% chance of rain, which is a massive improvement because, Jared, what was it saying a week ago? Uh, no, yesterday it was saying there was going to be a 98% chance of rain on Sunday, uh. an 89% chance of rain on Monday, and a 53% chance on Tuesday. So, but now it's saying 25%. It be uh, yeah, I, I, I will. I'll just say this: if it doesn't happen Sunday, it ain't happening Monday. Wednesday, no. Wednesday, Wednesday. When? <laughs> let's do again, it again. We're doing a live reaction from the track. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, so the I, defending. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I can realistically only stay if it ran like at noon on Monday. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it, too. Yeah. But yes, the defending race winner is Joey Logano, and DW, aka Daryl Waltrip, is going to be back in the booth. So that'll be refreshing for um, some of the people watching at home. Um, now for this week's bearing, uh, bearing odds, betting odds, Darian's famous betting odds on the NASCAR uh, on the NASCAR Weekly podcast. Darian's betting odds, <laughs> right? The favorites for this weekend's. Uh, what are you NASCAR doing, Eric? Right? Wait, what are you doing? Just I don't listening to the betting. Oh. <laughs> I just look over and you're eating your pop filter. <laughs> Anyways, the favorites for this weekend's dirt race for the Cup Series. Kyle Larson enters this weekend at plus 650 to win, followed by Joey Logano at plus 800. Christopher Bell also plus 800. Chase Elliott plus 1,000. And William Byron, the defending race winner from last week. Uh, plus 1200 as for the best of the rest category tyler reddick martin trex jr and chase briscoe are all three listed at plus 1400 and for my favorite part of the segment the underdogs um as for the underdogs a guy who almost won this race a um a year ago daniel suarez enters this weekend at plus 2000 bubba wallace at plus 3000 kevin harvick at plus 3500 and ross chastain also at plus 3,500 and rounding out the underdogs list is Kurt Busch at plus 5,000. And really quick before we move on into picks, let's go over the top five in points in the NASCAR weekly podcast fantasy league. So having a bunch of people play, um, I'll be honest, I, my championship hopes are, it's still early in the season, but it's not looking too good for me. I'm all the way down in 53rd. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get inside the top 50, but the top five has has uh, remained consistent, however. Uh, UGR2 currently leads, followed by Dawsonville Siren 9, Trevor Sports 98 in third, Toyota Tough in fourth, and rounding out the top five is Kenseth's Legacy 2. Eric, I know you love that name. The sequel. So. Yes, the sequel. Yes, hopefully he can, uh, he can win the uh, another championship on consistency. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I'm pulling um, that but, guy. Yes, but as for the pick points, also, speaking of Eric, Eric, you are the points leader by a pretty sizable margin over most of the field. How are you feeling right now? Good. I'm feeling very, very good. William Byron won me two out of the three races. And if, yeah. And if Gregson doesn't, how did Gregson write? He got turned. Did he, didn't he blow by a Sam shift? Mayer, by Sam Mayer on that recent. Whatever Mayer. happened. If that doesn't happen, he at least had a shot, but... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good picks. Good picks, though. Yes. And yeah, uh, currently yeah. the chat is in uh, P2 minus seven. I'm in P3 minus 19. 
Jarrett and Danny both minus 34 and minus 39 in fourth and fifth. Kind of making up the basement right now. I put both Danny and Jarrett are on the bottom of the screen. They're in the literal basement. Come on. Come on in, Darian. You can join us in the basement. No, I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to get out, man. Minus 19. And it sucks, too, because Ty Gibbs, my pick, was about to win. That obviously didn't happen. Then it was looking like Chase Elliott was going to run away with the victory. Didn't happen again. They pitted. Again, I, I don't know why they did, but but yeah. So hopefully we'll uh, rebound and have a much better week. But uh, anyways, so let's go over the uh, so the order for uh, this weekend's race picks: Eric, me, Jarrett, Danny, and of course the chat goes last. So Eric, you start us off. Who is going to win this weekend's NASCAR Truck Series race? And that smile is freaking evil. <laughs> this man won a cup race here a year ago. He's in a DGR truck. Joy Logano will win at Bristol Dirt. I'm just going to keep picking and, cup guys and, that aren't named and, Kyle Busch in every truck race. In the Planet Fitness truck. Yeah. yeah well, I, finally, they're on a car or a truck for the, hey, I think hey, for the hey, first time. Hey, 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 don't smash the weights, though. Somebody's going to complain. They're going to press a little button or something and complain <laughs> It's like I feel like they could go do like a unveiling of the car outside of Planet Fitness. Start it up! Oh, lock, go, lock, turn it lock, down! Lock turn alarm! It down. Lock alarm! Jim intimidation! Jim intimidation! I don't know what's on. going on, but Joey Logano. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you guys know Planet Fitness, you you know exactly what me and Daniel are talking about, and Jared too. Jared, he he knows what's up. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bit of a gym rat. <laughs> But also, I'm going to follow Eric's lead and pick Joey Logano as well, too. You have the points lead, so I'm just kind of going to follow your lead for some of these picks. <laughs> so I'll pick Logano as well. Uh, I think um, I think I'm going to be a bit of a contrarian here. I know he didn't do too hot in the cup race last year. He didn't do bad either. Um, but this, this truck's been pretty good, so I'm going to roll with them. Didn't matter which one they put in there, Larson or Elliott. I'm picking Chase Elliott mm. as my truck winner. Dan. Remember, we all didn't think Truex would do good last no, year. No, 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 we didn't. This man won at Eldora in the truck series before. And he's kind of snuck in here into the entry list, and I didn't even know he was in it. Austin Dillon driving to 20 for Young's Motorsport. I feel like they're going to hook him up with a good truck for this one. I'm going I'm to be bold. I'm going to say Austin Dillon. Okay, okay. See, I knew he was going for Austin Dillon. said former Eldora winner and stuff. I'm like, all right. I heard nothing about Austin Dillon being in this race mm-hmm. until I looked at this entry list, and I'm like, hmm. I have one feeling you'll find out why. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm, we'll I, see. Mean, I mean, hey, I, I've, I've seen weirder things show, show up. Like, I, hey, I don't right. think it'll really be a traditional Young's Motorsports. Young's show. Motorsports has won two races in the last, like, two or three years with uh, yeah. Tate Fogelman and Spencer Boyd. So anything's possible. Hey. Anything's possible, man. But uh, the and chat, it looks like I'm, Chase I'm, Elliott. I'm already, Elliott. I'm, already, I'm already in the basement. What more can happen at this point? <laughs> Just go well, further down the basement. <laughs> what more can they do to me? <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so Jared, the chat, Chase Elliott, that looks pretty, yeah, okay, okay, good, good. All right, so now Eric Sarasoff, who is going to suck in the NASCAR Cup Series race at Dirt Bristol? Oh, y'all are going to clown me so bad for this one in a week. I can just feel that I'm uh, going to be wrong uh-oh. on this. Kyle Larson is going to suck. He's not, and oh. suck for Larson is basically finished outside the top five, maybe even outside the top ten. Last year, he was charging pretty steadily towards the front until he and Bell got caught up, or he got caught up in one of Bell's messes, really, on a restart. But listening to, to Larson talk at Martinsville about he, about how he almost feels like his extensive dirt experience 
almost doesn't help them in this race because it you can't drive these cars the same way you even drive they're like not a dirt, dirt late models. Model. They're not. Yeah. They're not dirt cars. And yeah. he did drive a dirt late model like a couple weeks ago at Bristol Dirt, so he has more track time than pretty much anybody else. But I, I don't know. I just don't think that's actually going to be an advantage. So I think Larson. I think he'll sneak around the top ten. He'll be up in the top five, top ten at some point. But I think something's going to go wrong. He's not going to lead many laps, if any at all. And I don't think we're going to see a Larson standout performance this week. I'm going to also go with a dirt standout, but this time it's not Kyle Larson. It is Christopher Bell. I mean, last year he did struggle in this race and ended up wrecking Kyle Larson before they even got to lap like 50, I think. It was really early in the race. I don't think Bell's in for a um, a, a solid weekend, so Christopher Bell. I'm taking the safe option, Cole Custer. <laughs> See, that's a meme now. Everyone just like kicks Cole Custer for, like the suck picks now. He didn't have that tire like, issue last week. He would have run okay yeah, at Martinsville. With, yeah. But he did. <laughs> he did, but he right, did. You're right. <laughs> when, did. when in doubt, pick Cole. No, <laughs> uh, I'm uh I'm almost on the same route that Eric is on, except I'm going for the other guy involved that crash last year, Christopher Bell. Yeah, he's got a great dirt background, but again, these cars aren't the same as their traditional dirt experience and uh yeah i'm gonna say continuing bad performances for christopher bell okay and then the chat uh well i see chat it's it was harvick or keselowski i feel yeah. like yeah i feel like it's keselowski i see yeah, a lot of keselowski's i see a lot of them too yeah hopefully they can get some uh positive points hopefully. i don't <laughs> I, I don't know if brad's ever ran a dirt race no, I don't last year. year. Oh, they're last year, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, Eric, start us off. Underdogs, who is your underdog pick for this for this weekend's cup race? Yeah, I, I like Daniel Suarez a lot. He had a, a breakout. You can't say a breakout. He's been around. He finished second in a cup a race. Breakout race. Right. Really track house, I guess. That 99 team had a breakout race this time last year at Bristol Dirt. This year, obviously, they've already won a race with the other driver, the new guy, the new guy on, on the block, Ross Chastain, and I think he's an underdog to watch out for this weekend as well. I know he's used to growing watermelon in dirt, but I think he's gonna he's gonna flirt with the top five. I expect him to outrun Suarez and and be a threat to win. So Chastain, if it, he's already won a race this year, so maybe he's not so much of an underdog. But we don't think of him as like a big dirt racing. We don't. Nobody's like no. very few people are probably picking him to win this race. So I, I'll say I'll say Chastain is my underdog. Um, I will go with his teammate, Daniel Suarez, of course, almost won this race a year ago. Um, I don't think he'll win this time, but I mean, I think he could, you know, get another top five and for him, that's very impressive. So Daniel Suarez is my underdog pick, man. I don't know how you guys left this guy on the table for me as the underdog pick, but I'm going with the guy who finished second last year, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ah, yes, yes. Like I believe he has plenty of pick him to win you coward yeah pick him to win pick him to win (laughs) but where is he in points though like not even in the top tricky ricky (laughs) below cole custer oh (laughs) oh no (laughs) that should be our metric (laughs) (laughs) how bad is your season is it ac or bc above custer below custer it's gonna be funny if cole custer just goes on to become like a future cup series champion after all these things i mean we made jokes about eric almirola last year yeah true true i mean i mean truth truth be told like pre-2015 we probably would have been talking about true x like this in a way if we were uh, yes yes yeah. yes 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 would not have aged well at all that's for sure danny yeah. who's your underdog pick ricky's Ricky 
Uh, dirt race. You got to have an ag- aggressive guy. They're wanting to do some trophy hunting. Don't think they'll get the trophy, but hey, Noah Gregson, to set him loose on the dirt, see what he can do. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's your, oh my god. Hey, hey, oh, you saw my, my face. God. You're like, oh my gosh, that's right. Hey, that's gonna be entertaining. Whether he finishes the race or makes somebody angry, finishes someone else's race, or <laughs> finishes someone else's race, right? Well, like, we'll we'll see what happens. Last time he was in the cup car was Atlanta, and he just like nosed it into the wall very early on. So, yeah, um, it looks like the chat. I think they're agreeing with uh, Jared's pick, Stenhouse. I think yeah, they agree. Yeah, with like it. yeah. smart, yeah. great smart. minds thinking like I guess. Okay, all right. So now let's move on to the most important part of the segment. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win at Dirt Bristol, Eric? Who's so gonna win? To this point, I feel like Bristol Dirt. It's a dirt track. Obviously, it's unique. It's different than any other track on the NASCAR schedule for that reason alone. And you'd think it would favor the guys with extensive dirt experience, but overall, in my predictions, I'm going the opposite. I think this is such a different type of dirt track. Um, it's such a different type of car. Obviously, it's not built for dirt. I think the dirt guys will be good, but I don't necessarily think they're going to be heads and shoulders above the rest of the competition. So that's why I picked Larson to suck, which by his standards, again, is like finish eighth. Uh, I'm picking a, a non-dirt guy to to as my underdog with Ross Chastain, but I'm going to kind of go somewhere in the middle there. I think Danny mentioned you need to be aggressive to win this race. I think that's 100% true. I think you also, I think it's going to be somebody who's been fast most of the season. It's not going to be like a complete wild card mm-hmm. that comes out of nowhere. But I do think it'll be a guy with some dirt background. He's not Kyle Larson. He's not necessarily even Chase Briscoe. Tyler Reddick, he mm. wins this weekend at Bristol Dirt. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. So my guy, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Eric. This guy, um, him, like, in his racing career, I don't think he has a whole lot of, of dirt racing experience, but his father certainly does. Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney has ran up front all the season, He, but – whether it's, uh, you know, uh, um, because of bad luck or because of his freaking pit crew, he can't seem to close the deal. And also, I feel like, you know, his dad, Dave Blaney, will uh, definitely give him some pointers on. I mean, he can only give like so much, um, so, so many pointers, I guess. You know, this is not a freaking dirt car, you know, but um, I think Brian Blaney, he is um, he is uh, definitely due for a, uh, a victory this season. So, Ryan Blaney, please come in for me. So. I don't have to go in the basement. <laughs> uh, this guy last year ran really fast. People uh, obviously have forgotten about that. Uh, he is somebody with a ton of dirt racing experience. He is also not someone who really headlines as somebody who's going to be really good at dirt, dirt tracks. Uh, but in my opinion, I think that had he not gotten you know, into trouble last year, he would have won. I'm going to go with Christopher Bell. I know that uh, I know that Darren and Danny don't see it, uh, but Christopher Bell last year had the fastest car on track. He was easily running down Larson, and that's how they got into a crash last year. Uh, I think that an, a year under their belt, a new car that drives better on the dirt. I mean, we've seen in the in the tests that that they yaw up to the side a little more. Uh, I think that's just going to play right into Bell's wheelhouse, and Bell is about the only person I could see head to head beating Kyle Larson on a uh, on a dirt track so i'm gonna go with bell i too i'm gonna go with someone who has some dirt racing experience and he's probably not the biggest star on dirt eater just like some of the other guys that we've mentioned so far um i promised myself i wouldn't do it too much this year but I, overall i haven't but he was 
moving his way for the field really good last year, running second until an equipment failure kind of happened on him. But I'm going to say the 48. <laughs> He's going to win next week, guys. It's always happened. Wow. Well, well, he well, wins the next week. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, that's fine. I'll be at both. Oh, I just moved, yeah, I just moved Danny even further into the basement on stream. But this is what's hey, Danny B gonna do Danny B basement things. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, as for the chat, it, I'm seeing a lot of Larsons and Bells. They're though. going Larson. Oh, They've okay. been Larson this hey, whole time. I, I, I just want to point out, I have not picked him since the clash. So I have really been, been a good. I've been a good. And one. he missed right. the okay. race. Never mind. I, I apologize. <laughs> right. Then I'll put you back. Hey, 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 he can't. He can't miss this one. You can't miss it, right? You <laughs> just watch. Never say never. <laughs> uh, guys, the car won't start. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it looks like the chat is going with uh, Larson here. So uh, everyone has somebody different. Yeah, for the um, for the cup race, at least. So it's going to be that kind of weekend. That'll be entertaining. So, yeah. So thank you guys so much for playing along. And now let's read off these final Super Chats and channel membership chats as well. Okay, and thank you guys for uh, sticking in there too through this um, thunderstorm and How's stuff the like storm? that. Is the storm? I can hear it it's, from it's, time to time, it's, but it's, it's, it's kind of I'm not hearing a thunder here as much. Yeah, so. I mean it sucks that it took down the, the stream for a second, but hey, you know we got it back up. It's all good. That's all that matters. Teamwork makes the dream work. Thank you, Eric. And now on to the super chats, and you guys sent a lot of them. Thank you guys so much immortal with the five dollar super chat thanks man nascar needs to go to long beach for a street race please i agree for um not from a uh, a racing aspect but like it would really look good for sure as far as the uh, racing is uh concerned on a uh, street course with stock cars mm, i don't know if it'll be the most exciting race but hey you never know um adcock gavin adcock with the five dollar super chat with richmond and, and martinsville being duds what do you think is more of the problem the tracks being flat or being short tracks um i don't know i think it's just like a a car thing right now you know it's just they're just trying to figure out this new next gen car and stuff and trying to see how it uh, races at certain places and then we were talking about it earlier in the show you know they had like a different gear ratio that might have you know led to you know the lackluster racing but I think it's um, one of those issues. Bake the snake with the $5 super chat. Anyone think that Chastain could have carried the trend of um, of altercations with the one car? Hmm. Like, Anyone could have. Oh, like if he got, if he fought Almondinger? Like, wait, what are we talking about? Yeah. I, well, every, I don't know. every, um, I oh, yeah. about every, every race, the driver of the one car got into an altercation oh. with yeah. Deegan and Mayer. And, oh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, smart. Dang. Yeah, it took me a while to figure that out. Yeah, Damn, smart. Yeah. Could have had a yeah, triple, triple ones there. <laughs> Could have been causing all those issues. Macwell with the $10 super chat. Keep up the fantastic work, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Michael New Dirt with the $2 super chat. Hot take, Nashville Fairgrounds All-Star Race. Hey, that's not a hot take. That sounds like a bomb idea, though. I would love to see that. But um, you know. Um, with the uh, with the uh, the recent news of the uh, the state of Tennessee possibly investing 17 mil into the track, maybe it could happen sooner rather than later. I don't know. Maybe you never know. Jack Hughes with the five dollar super chat. Great to see some of y'all last weekend. Eric, sorry, I had to demote you to second tallest person at Martinsville. Was there somebody taller? Yeah, this guy was like six nine. Yeah, him. Oh, him. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, that he. This dude was 
crazy tall. He said he played. I forget what school he said, but he said he played co- college basketball somewhere. Ooh. So yeah, Man. he got me. And Eric's six foot seven, by the way. For those who don't know, yeah, this that's guy, crazy. this guy was like six nine. Whoa, that's nice. crazy. Nice. <laughs> and um, Alexi TV or no, um, Z- um, Zalexi TV with the two dollar Canadian super chat. Poll, 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 guys, poll. Yes. And then Alex with the two $10 super chats. Thanks, man. The first one saying, Byron, look, I have to be on Lego Master in a bit. I'm going to make this quick. It was also cool to see um, Dr. Jerry Punch's daughter interview Dale Earnhardt Jr. this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's in the um, hit roads doing that stuff. Um, and then the second super chat, NASCAR, HMS, what did we, um, um, HMS, what did we um, say about you and a dinosaur on your cars? HMS, you ban T-Rex, you did not say anything about a Raptor. That's right, because they did have a dinosaur on the 24 car. So kind of a throwback, I guess, with uh, them dominating the race. So that's funny. Gator Gang 2022 with the $10 Super Chat. Drinking game for next week. Every time Clint says, this is what I'm talking about, you do a shot. Every time Mike Joy rolls his eyes with his voice, you chug a beer. Cheers, everyone, us. We do not condone that. There will be many people yeah, in the not, hospital. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wouldn't condone that because you'd be freaking blacked out, man. I, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Um, Zalexi TV with the $5 Canadian Super Chat. Personally, I enjoyed the Martinsville. Mind you, I had just gotten off of work and missed the first 160 laps. Yeah, that could be a a contributing factor. And meanwhile, I froze my butt off in like 38 (laughs) degree weather. So yeah, I can see. Yeah, I can see why. No amount of hot dogs could keep you warm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, trust me, I did my best to to get... How many hot dogs did you eat this yeah, weekend, Jared? Because I saw you. You said you had like 10 in your backpack at one point. 38. Holy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was going for the record. What the, what's I, the record? I don't know. No, but no, I was no. going for it. <laughs> yeah. The legend I tried to warm myself up with hot dogs and beer, and it worked at one point, and then I ran out of beer. <laughs> GN with the five dollars super chat looked looked forward to Martinsville months ago and was offered to stay an hour for work on Saturday and refused. In hindsight, I wish I could have stayed for that hour. Oh no, that's sad. Oh, I'm sorry, GN. I'm sorry, but thanks for watching. I appreciate it. Napa Racing Fan 927. Thanks for the two dollars. Brendan Jones wins in the weirdest ways possible. He does beats Kyle Busch straight up. That never happens often, and then two races he wins there was all these fights so like people forget that he even won the race and yeah it's it's definitely wild for sure jc1424 with the two dollar super chat eating pot pies watching nwp it's lit bruh thanks bruh appreciate it <laughs> is that how he said it then, yes yes that's how he said it. it's how he said it exactly alexi with the alexi tv with the two dollar super chat i blame kevin Damn, everyone just does not like Kevin Harvick, bro. They just slam the man in any chance yeah, they Kevin get. Kevin LePage, that's what they were saying. That's, oh, okay, there you yeah, go. There you yeah, go. Fair enough. No, no. Andrew Mayer with the $2 Super Chat. Brad K's all-white fit at Dega is straight fire. It is. It is straight fire, yes. And hopefully they can uh, get negative or uh, positive points by that time. They already have negative points. <laughs> I was about to say, hopefully they can get negative points. Yeah, hopefully they can uh, dig themselves out of that hole. But the scheme is lit. 
It's awesome. Um, double um, STUF um, gaming with the $5 Canadian super chat. If Canada is getting a cup race, please be at Canadian Motorsports Park. Yeah. Uh, or Montreal. I would love to see a uh, Montreal race there too. It's on some pretty spectacular racing, whether it be NASCAR or F1. I wouldn't mind either way. Uh, JS. SKI with the $2 super chat. Thoughts on the Benedetto so far this year? He's uh, running decent, right? Yeah. For his equipment. Yeah, mid. Yeah, he's just so. right there mid pack. Where he's yeah, I, I don't expect that, that truck to do much. No, yeah, but he's running mid. So as long as he's making a living, it's all good. Um, S- Scott McNew with the $10 super chat. Hope all is well with you guys. Very intrigued by the announcements coming Saturday. Guess I'll be checking my phone a lot at Bristol on Saturday. LOL. We all will. Yeah, trust me. We all will for sure, especially on the drive-in. See if there's any news on that front, but we'll wait and see what happens. JC1424 with another two-hour super chat. 400 miles at Martinsville would be 800 laps, by the way. I think somebody said 400-mile Martinsville race or something. I don't know. One of us said it. Yeah, one of us said it, whatever. But yeah, I think funny. we, I think we know what we mean, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Nova Stone twelve with two two dollars super chats. Thanks, man. The first one is says one date race should have a five hundred mile makeup for one race. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me read that again. <laughs> one date race should have five hundred mile makeup for one race. I think they mean a race, a track with one race. I don't okay, know. Uh, okay. I, I think, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think I am not having a 500 mile race at New Hampshire. No, never, never, never. And then <laughs> no, the second, Dover. <laughs> and then the second one says, Should Elliot get a new crew chief reunion with Ives? Hey, there were a lot of people slamming uh, Alan Gustafson again. Yeah, because we just call. forget that he won him a championship on the yeah, I'm I'm gonna say keep Alan right there. And yeah. I, 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 I bet you are. Good... <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are gonna want to keep he, it the yeah, same. Yeah, don't want to leave us. Yeah. <laughs> Only those five Not... wins in the last forty races. <laughs> no, I'm just saying they both got good relationships with their crew chief. That's all. I know. I know. I'm just yeah. playing. <laughs> Jeez, y- y'all always gotta take it to the bias. <laughs> it's a running joke. It's always a running joke. I am shocked it's to know. Crazy. I got to check the tape. Are you sure you've only picked Bowman twice this year? Like Clash yes. and this? I think, it, yeah, I think, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I actually, I take that, take that back. Just for the fun of it, kind of like, kind of, I'm surprised Jared didn't pick Junior last week. I did pick him for that truck race, but, you know. Oh, okay, okay. okay, maybe that's one. Gotcha. I don't know. Yeah. It almost worked out. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And then GN with a with another two-hour super chat. Mikey, 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 Mikey. Yes, sir. Tune in tomorrow night. I will be finishing off the Mikey 55,000 stream. We're going to get it done. We're just past halfway. Tune in tomorrow evening. Uh, Slay Supersonic. Thank you so much. um, uh, Excuse me. Thank you so much for the $10.01 Super Chat. Hey, my Fantastic Four. Oh, thanks, man. How about Beast Mode Jr.? Ty Gibbs dishing out a uh, a two-piece biscuit meals to sam Mayer. next time <laughs> I'm, I'm, he should <laughs> hold on next time he should give him the four piece chicken wing with fried combo. rice combo <laughs> love it i've never heard it called this before <laughs> oh man I, hey some people love the fight man side note i'm neutral on all that but i yeah. did I, I did send ty a dm and just said 
One thing's for sure, you proved everyone you can whack a punch. Yeah, I sent Sam something too. He's like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, but hey, at least he sees like, it seems like for the most part, the, um, most of the fan base is supporting Sam there. So I was like, hey, there was a positive there too. So, But those punches were weak. Remember, weak. <laughs> That's what he said. Good. Weak. weak. Adrian, they're weak. <laughs> All right. So weak. <laughs> that sounded more like Trump than it did, Rocky, honestly. Mm-hmm. Couple more uh, super chats. Nico um, um, Leonardo. Nico Leonardo, thank you so much for the $10 super chat. It doesn't say anything, but thank you so much. Napa Racing Fan 927 with the $2 super chat. Song for Last Cup Race, When Will It Rain by, um, what is it, Jackie? Jack, Jackie? I think. J- Jackal. Yeah, I think. Jackal, I think. Uh, I don't know the song. Jackal? But... It's a jackal. Yeah, I don't know the song, but. I don't know, it sounds like it uh, definitely fits the uh, description, I guess, <laughs> of the race. And hold on, refreshing. Okay. And the final super chat of the night, uh, Nico um, Leonardo with the $5 super chat. Love all of y'all's content. You guys keep the community. Oh, why is it not showing the whole thing? Hold on. I, I, there we I go. Could, there we go. I, I, there I we go. Say, I could read it yeah. all. You guys keep the community informed, engaged, and entertained. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. That's what it's all about, Nico. Yeah, yeah, I I, I feel like like we all do a good job of not only fan engagement with with our communities, but also, yeah, we we try to keep everyone informed of the latest things in NASCAR Mm -hmm. and and our our takes on as as lifelong fans and how we how we see things but right. at the same time you got to be entertaining to do this platform you know it, it's 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 not it's so much different than any other kind of like form of nascar media you have to be able to do this in a way that's mm-hmm. it's a combination of all those things yeah and i want to read I, I wanted to read the uh, the channel membership ones but it's, it's not pulling up for that one so I'm, well I'm you, you, you can you can go to your membership tab and read your your most recent ones okay recent let me editions. okay let me see that really quick because I'm trying to, most recent videos that members have joined on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let me try and find that really quick. But um, until I do, thank you guys so much for watching this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Um, you can join us next week on on Wednesday on Wednesday night, of course, April 20th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We are back over on Eric Eastep's channel. Do we have a special guest for that one already? Uh, we have a couple. We'll announce them later on. We're hoping to get a couple of YouTube or, or up and coming. I don't think they're actually on YouTube, but they have a podcast. We're hoping to get some up and coming community content creators uh, on the show as well. And maybe some other surprises. We'll have to wait and see. It is April 20th, 420. Who knows? All, all logic and reason <laughs> may go out the window, may become just a a firestorm of, of content but snoop dog confirmed uh very <laughs> exciting <laughs> he'd probably do it what's he doing these days I, <laughs> he's streaming a lot i saw something from snoop dog he like left a stream on for like 12 hours like, yeah, <laughs> yeah to get yeah. food came back and realized his stream was still oh, going like, oh shit it's so long <laughs> that's so darian darian that's four uh, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not winning. Yeah. How, <laughs> how, how about uh, instead we get Spencer Gallagher on? Can we do that? Oh. <laughs> hey, wait. What's he doing nowadays? Yeah, what's he doing? Yeah, we'll see. Just don't party like it's 1999 again. But, but yeah, so uh, that'll do it for this edition of the NASCAR uh, Weekly Podcast. I couldn't find the uh, the channel membership ones. It's not pulling up for me. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I will definitely get that figured out. But if you uh, send a super chat and stay and, and uh, stay for the entirety of uh, of the show, thank you very much.
Well, I'll, uh, I want to say one thing. Thank you guys also, because uh, we hit 50K d- during the show tonight. So oh, I forgot about That's right. Congrats. Ooh. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I was going to mention it and stuff, but then the stream cut out. And I we're over halfway. Know. We're over halfway to 100K. Jared, Jer- Jer- how does it feel that you could about take your subscriber base and fill up a, a fairly good size of arena? Yeah. Oh no! I never played yeah, that. I, I, I thought about it too. I could fill up Sam Boyd Stadium with my freaking. I could fill Vegas, up. Uh, you know that I could fill up Martinsville and then have Overflow. So ah, that's, that's right. cool. Think about the hot dogs that would be consumed by your audience, Jared. Yes. Maybe they'd run out like they did this past week. <laughs> I contributed. And they they really, that. they really ran out too. That's crazy. I didn't think they would run out of hot dogs. But yeah, <laughs> you contributed, contributed that. Said yeah, thirty-eight. <laughs> no, no, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. They ran Dude, out. Dude, I don't think people understand just how much when you're constantly running and working out, even if you take time off, like how much you have to eat, and like it just like not for a bad reason, just passes right through you because your body is always working. Yeah. So, Jarrett, are you man telling me you spent more than $75 on hot dogs? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Holy tax crap! Dedu- tax deductible. Hey, yeah, just write it off. <laughs> it's a tax write-off. Holy crap! tax fraud through hot dogs? Yeah. <laughs> the IRS comes to like, you, what like, is this hey, $75 for? Uh... Like, no, it's real. It's real. Well, food, this, uh, food expense. Oh, did you have a steak? So, no. No. <laughs> so 76 is for hot dogs about 42 is for beer um just throw in something else i don't know damn but if if i were given a choice also would i rather have a 75 dollar steak or 75 bucks worth of uh worth of martinsville hot dogs i'm well, thinking well, the hot dogs all day you get, you get, yes. more, you get more yes. bang for your buck so yeah true. Yes. you get way more stuff so. that was that was that was strung and out then eric eric just days. looks eric looks so disgusted too he's like why what, what are you see doing? i don't really I don't like hot dogs i had two Yola, martinsville wait, hot dogs what'd you think what'd you think uh, uh, uh-oh. Hey, Eric? Uh, if Eric. you can't answer, honestly. They were oh, fine. I mean, uh, they were okay. Like They, they were, were fine? Okay. People, oh, oh, okay. I, okay. I was misled. I was led to believe these Martinsville hot dogs were some sort of just gourmet, beautiful, state they fair are. concoction. They never, never <laughs> two, like $2 hot dog. No, okay. You, nobody said they were $2. I didn't know they were $2. Yes, until we I did. Got, well, yes, we did. I, we talked about yes. it last week, but until we, last week, I didn't know they were $2 okay. until right. I got there. That's the selling point for a two dollar hot dog at a sporting event they're good but if you ask me also, right now, hey eric you want a martinsville hot dog when i could go to raising canes down the road or i could go get something out of my fridge no i'd probably turn it down that's okay, my hot okay take. I'd probably okay turn it down. okay okay compare it to your meal at phoenix last year <laughs> okay yeah, yeah that's there's twenty dollars no for flavorless nachos is highway Flavor, robbery I'll yeah, give flavorless Mart- nachos or 10 martinsville hot dogs <laughs> no i'll take the martinsville hot dogs at least gonna have flavor <laughs> no, they turn down a freaking. The steak charm for those. is the price. If anyone tries to sell you, tell you others, like no, they're the best. They're just act like on their own. They stand alone. It's the greatest, it's, most it's, flavorful hot dogs. They're lying to you. They, the price is fantastic. Get a bunch of them when you're at the track. But like, come on, don't try to make them out more than they are. Leave it to our guy of nearly 200k subscribers. Have the rich taste here. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, my my nine dollar box combo at Canes goes a long way. <laughs> I All I'm going to say is this, because people keep asking in the chat. No, I've actually been completely fine. My stomach has been completely yeah, fine since fine. Martinsville. Because yeah. they because they you know what Martinsville you, hot dogs bring? Eternal life. 
Nah, I can't even keep it You live longer. You live longer. I feel like Joey Chestnut's going to live to be 300. <laughs> Just wait and see. I, I, w- I would like to see Joey Chestnut show up. Yeah, yeah. Have a, have a hot dog eating competition. Have, how have they not done that promotion yet? Like, how have they not cross-promoted? Yeah, like I, don't, I don't know, man. Just can't afford them, I guess. Up? I don't know. I call I call being in the YouTuber division. <laughs> Let's add him. Let's find him. But yeah, no, but... No, no, no. If we get a YouTuber division, we're getting that beard meets food guy all day. <laughs> oh oh yeah. no, I'm talking if we're talking NASCAR too. community. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, true. But uh, but yeah. So that'll do it for this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. Where's the call? This is Black Flags Matter. Where's Catch the you next call? time. Where's, That's the call? I, where's the deal call? Eric. Where's the deal call? With the program. Oh, fuck, wrong side. Oh, no. <laughs> he's at another one. Oh, my goodness. Uh, anyway. Oh, and then the $20 super chat right at the end. Wait, wait, did you go off the other? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, okay, we're coming back. Oh, shit, I got come the old back. Puppet. Oh, I'm clicking all sorts of wrong buttons. Here did we go. Did you come back? Are we back? Are we back? <laughs> yeah, we're back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There was a $20 super chat. I'm sorry. We were about to leave, and then I saw it. Oh, oh Napa Racing 927 yeah. said hot dogs are overrated. Hashtag Ratatouille is overrated. Oh, damn. Napa Vandam. He's. Yeah, he's not a fan of Eric. I, I, actually, I preface this. I don't like hot dogs, but I still ate the Martinsville ones, and they were good for $2. Okay, 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 okay. okay. But, all right, so the final super chat from, I love this name, Twisted underscore nipples 82. <laughs> kind of <laughs> late to the party, but did you guys hear uh, the stat they said on the broadcast? But, no, um, I was, I was, I was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they didn't hear it, but um, I saw it. But um, at the end of stage one or two, they said that um, that was the most cold custard. Uh, it says cold custard. <laughs> the most um, cold custard had ever ran inside the top five with all of his other top five runs combined. Damn. So that was the longest he was in the top five in his entire career in a race. I guess so that's. Oh, very interesting stat. Hopefully that improves. But uh, thanks for the uh, twenty dollars super chat. All right, so now let's end it off now. Okay. Uh, I, Anyways, I, oh, go ahead. I threw the Dale call on the other side of the room. <laughs> all right, all right, that's fine. I'll just do my little outro. Um, um, um. All right. Now this time, thank you guys so much for watching. This is Black Flags Matter. Catch you next time. Goodbye. Very great. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.